I'm on a hit list of a few divas. They see me dripping wet, wish the kid get that new freezer. All we got is us, Lou Peter. New visa for the two seaters. Same year like the new feeders. Drippy like the youth freeders. The youth leaders, the booth feeders. 750 boots, I ain't talking about the new Adidas. Them rhymes is popping, them signs is popping. Dimes are dropping, we diamond shopping, we island hopping. From St. John's to St. Thomas, a good wife, living a good life, that's what they can't promise. For more than four summers, I was Mr. Hallmonger, who the horse hunger, laying more lumber than Hack Shaw, Jim Duggan doing yeah, you the ground for the sea. Promise I'm down to be around when you need. I ain't the king without the crown for the queen. I made a vow when I was proud, she agreed. Got me down on my knees. Get you a ring and then a house with a deed. 40 acres of land surrounded with trees. Woo. We could turn the jungle to a town if we breathe. Lay you down and conceive. I'm the one, see the two, we made a three. three. This is real, this ain't a dream. I'm make believe. Nah. You got the lock, I got the keys, I'll set you free. You got me thinking the heavens that you were sent to me. you'll be pleasing me physically, even mentally. Yeah. You got the flavor, ingredients, and the recipe. God. The only place you belong is sitting next to me. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was made to be yours, and this is destiny. If you wanna have me. The intention is boom, boom. Vibe is dynamic, seen the way that I move. You think you can handle it? What's your fantasy? Your fantasy. What's your plan with me? Rubbing on my nipples, he was giving me energy. Kundalini rituals before the king entered me. Boom, activated in his eyes, I could clearly see. Kinda yama deep strokes, my God, he be healing me. I just wanna build and establish a legacy. Open conversations and no spaces for jealousy. It's alchemical therapy. Soon as you next to me, we a beautiful recipe. This especially destiny. When I see you, I see God. Yes, 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 yes. There you have it, family. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's that good wife. That part. Well, for the Red Summer album featuring Cam Bata and the incomparable. Lizzie Jeff, shout out to Lizzie Jeff. Uh, her she ripped, the, uh, she tore down the A last night with her um, performance. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Zen and Kush, shout out to Moonflower and the whole Zen and Kush family. You know what I'm talking about? Shout out to the ATL, uh, aka Atlantis. You know what I mean? Yeah, salute. What up, Jefferson? I see you in the building. Peace to everybody in the building. What's happening? In all right. Uh, before I even begin, I have to do a quick commercial. Y'all already know what it is. I have to keep the family updated. Um, coming up in a few days, uh, not really a few days, but in a few weeks, my friends, we are going to be in Louisville, Kentucky. 
All right. Louisville, Kentucky, home of the Kentucky Derby, home of the Louisville Slugger, and some good bourbon, my niggas. All right. We're going to be at the Muhammad Ali Center pulling up with our good brother, Dr. Boyce Watkins, uh, the traveling more Sabir Bay, Ben X. All right. We're going to 10X with Ben X and uh, musical legend styles pete that's gonna be for juneteenth my fams all right all right my bruvs make sure y'all are in the building if you in that area pull up on the mondem you know what i'm talking about and then we also before that i have to mention this june 16th june 16th all right we're gonna be in atlanta atlantis Shout out to my ATL family, all right? If y'all been asking, when are we going to pull up and do something in the A, one of our first events for the summer, we will be hosting the 50th celebration for our good brother Tupac. Tupac Shakur, 50 Black Roses, all right? June 16th at 8 p.m. in Atlanta, GA, Red and Blue Pill, Masters of Ceremony, $44 for limited general admission, $19 for the pay-per-view live stream. My good brother, Phase One, is going to be there. Lord Job Monte, Oakman, Joe Sig, SU, the Guru, DJ Tone Fresh. So you already know what it is. 50blackroses.eventbrite if you want to pull up. 50blackroses.eventbrite. And the pay-per-view on live stream is 50 Black Roses. I look forward to seeing the family in the building. Let's go and celebrate a real one's birthday. You know what I'm talking about? Niggas is inboxing talking about Tupac is not dead. Listen, we didn't say that we was gonna celebrate that his death, nigga. We celebrating 50 years of Tupac, okay? All right, on his birthday. So I, I don't do the conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, y'all need to get outside a little bit more. All y'all with all of this conspiratorial uh clone talking, you know, find another hobby, you know what I'm talking about? Because you need more people when it comes to shit like that, but that's gonna be lit. And then right after that, we'll be in Kentucky. So pull up, all right? So let's do this uh, roll call. Shout out to the family. Everybody in the building, we see you, all right? All right, let, it, let us know where you from. Okay, let's do the shout outs. Let's do the roll call. Who's going to be first? Colorado's in the building. Shout out to Colorado, all right? The Rocky Mountains. DC is up in the thing. All right. DC is up in the thing. Virginia. All right. Shout out to Virginia. North Kakalaka. All right. Jersey. The 502. San Antonio, Canada. You already know. 305, Miami. Money is a major issue. Shout out to everybody in Miami this weekend. Lafayette, Louisiana. All right. I feel, I see you. We see you. I'm talking about Clearwater, Florida. There you go. Nicaragua, nigga. Not Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Houston is up in this thing. VA, Delaware. KC, Missouri. Houston is up in this thing. Tanzania. Greensboro, Michigan. Memphis. Harlem. Washington Heights. You're going to go see that movie? Of the Heights? I think it, it looks kind of... It looks interesting. I, don't, I, I must admit, I might check that out. Cobb County, Khalifa, B-more, you already know, Chicago's up in this thing. Chicago. 
Chicago. We're gonna have a talk tonight about Chirac, man. You know, my heart is hurting, man. They out there murking brothers, man. Uh, it's, 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 it's getting out of hand. So we're going to have a conversation. And to be honest with you, I, I feel like I really don't have, you know, I'm, I'm not from Chicago. So some people might be like, Red Pill, mind your business. And if that's the case, let me know. You know what I mean? And I might consider it. But I just think that we need to have a conversation about the senseless violence that's going on. You know what I mean? So we'll talk about it in a minute. Detroit, what up, though? Denver, what up though? Uh, six one nine, Michigan, Central Coast, Cali, what's happening? West Vegas, what's popping? Dallas, what you already know what it is? Grenada, Grenada, yeah, West Vegas, up in this thing, Burnsville, Minnesota, hmm, St. Pete, goddamn, we deep up in here, Cincinnati, Cali, ATL, shit, man, where where aren't we from? Let's let's do that roll call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where aren't we from? Because everybody's here. Chicago is Mecca. Exactly. And Mecca is at war. There's war going on outside, you know? And I, fuck, I, I mean, I might as well get right into it. I might as well get right into it. The conscious community must stop accepting criminal culture of any type. I hear you, Panther God. I feel you on that. North Las Vegas. Senegal is up in this thing. I'm a dude who's popping. To this day. To this day. Mine is global. So it's only right that we have a global conversation because <clears throat> the whole globe is tapped in. Not just to Mr. Red Pill, you know, but to the culture. Did I watch the fight? Nigga, does bird do birds do pigeon shit on cars? Like you know, I watched the fight. Knew I watched the fight. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't pay for it, but uh, I can't. I watched it and I can't get those minutes back. And we're gonna talk about the fight tonight. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. You know what I'm talking about? Floyd is on online talking greasy, talking about I robbed you niggas, and there's nothing that you could do, uh, about it. You heard that it's pretty bad in Miami in terms of what? Are we talking violence? Are we talking violence? <laughs> bang, 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 bang. He said you kill sunflower. <laughs> nah. Y'all got me in the middle of taking my hair out, man. I was finna, I was finna let my hair breathe and wash it and let the afro breathe. But I was like, let me do my show, you know what I'm saying? Let me do the show while it's early, you know, because I, I, I feel irresponsible to keep. I'm gonna keep it a thousand with you. Sometimes when I'm doing these shows at like one a.m. and whatnot, and I do a roll call, and it's people from the East Coast, and I'm like, fam. I follow you on Instagram. Like you work at Target, you know what I'm talking about? And I got you up at 3 a.m. watching me talk my stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that's not fair. You know what I mean? I want to get you out to bed early. You know what I mean? People got things to do out here. It's summertime. You know what I'm talking about? And the fact that 10 p.m. on a Monday that y'all are here, that means something to me. So, you know, we're gonna keep it uh, we're gonna, we're gonna work towards more earlier shows 
that's a fact. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not going to do the super duper late night and things like that. You know, I'm going to start trying to do a little more earlier shows and shit. Yeah. <laughs> for the people, they, 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 they'd be waiting for... um. <laughs> Warren said he goes in at six. You know what I'm saying? For the people that wait for Melanin Mondays and whatnot, you know, I really do sometimes apologize. You know, and not not to sound sorry or nothing. It's just like, you know, I be waiting for certain shows too, like Godfather of Harlem and shit like that and other things. Like, so I know what it is to just wait for somebody to go live. So I'm going to make a conscious effort, friends, you know what I mean? To be a little more, uh, you know, because uh, I'm a night owl. I'm very nocturnal. You know what I'm saying? I'll go live at 3 a.m. and wouldn't give a fuck, you know, but I have to be considerate. So on that note, you know, on that note, welcome to another episode of Melanin Mondays. We're actually on episode 158, if that means anything. You know what I mean? That does. We've been doing this a very long time. You know, consistency is key. So it is what it is. Uh, I hope everybody that's joining us today on this Monday has uh, come from a very prosperous weekend. You know what I mean? That was very beneficial to you and yours. Uh, you know, and um, I always wish the best for the audience, for the fam out there, for my KT aliens. I wish y'all the best mental health, the best emotional health, the best financial health. And I know that I'm well wishing and I'm not doing no, you know, happy go lucky, super duper feel good things because life is life. Shit happens. We are all being challenged. Everybody's going through something. So the best thing that I could do collectively is just try to put out some good energy. You know what I mean? Because I promise you, and I've said it before, shows like this are my therapy. <laughs> I don't know mentally where I would be if I wasn't able to talk into a microphone to a few hundred people every week and just get certain things off my chest because I could feel the love. I mean, let's be clear. I could feel the love. I could feel the attentiveness you know the engagement that's in the chat and whatnot you know what i'm talking about unless i unless my sex tape leaks i'll never turn off the comments you know what i mean uh oh bcp yeah shout out to my good brothers on the biggest crypto play ever you know they was doing they doing something on clubhouse and whatnot salute to slice iggy and all of them i know the brother rich might be doing something with blue pill but niggas, Mondays is mine. You know what I'm talking about? Let, let's get that clear. <laughs> look at free. Look at free to getting caught in the trap. That's I'm out here. I'm laying thirst traps. That's trap music. Don't don't buy into that. Don't buy into that. Um, but you know, it, it it's therapeutic. Y'all don't know what we go. Through. I don't I don't know what you go through, but goddamn it, y'all don't know what I go through. And if y'all go through some of the shit that I go through, I could imagine. We all need an outlet. We all need to see some familiar faces. We all need to tap in sometimes and listen to a perspective that may help us in our sanity if we think that we going crazy because the whole world 
you know, could be against you. You feel me? You might be on your anti-vaccination shit or you might be on, you know, you might be on your, you know, a lot of stuff is BS. I, I'm peeping a lot of things. My third eye is open and whatnot, but nobody wants to hear you because, you know, you live in fucking, you know, uh, hot potato sack, Texas or something. You know what I mean? You you may live in, a, in an area where you don't have that kind of social circle. So these type of shows are needed. You know, I'm very, that's why I do roll call to help those that are in the chat know, like, look, it's people from everywhere out here and they're tapped in. It, everybody not from New York, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's not from Atlanta. Everybody's not from these quote unquote conscious enclaves and rest havens and whatnot to whereas we could just go get a Seymour smoothie and bump into our favorite YouTubian uh, characters and whatnot you know some people live in small towns and shit like that and some people live in killing fields killing fields you walking over dead bodies you walking you dodging zombies and whatnot to get in the house and your house is sometimes your safe haven some people's house is not even a safe haven this, this nigga's in the bathroom right now listening to me because guess what do you know in some households Consciousness is the new pornography. I said it. <laughs> Translation. Translation. Niggas can't get caught listening to Red Pill. You know what I'm talking about? Because their wife might give them an eviction notice. Like, yo, I told you about listening to the hoteps. I told you about listening to these uh these these conscious niggas that you know chew chew on tree bark all day. Like, get out my house. You you about to come back in with all of this prop because you know. Consciousness, it, it, it fucks up households. This is the new pornography. You know what I'm talking Niggas watching open air porn and they have to hide to listen to some of these programs. Dead ass. I don't want you listening to that. I, I met a few people before on 25th. The brothers would invite, they bring their wife and whatnot. So they, yo, red, oh shit, that's Red Pill. Oh man, right. Yo, oh, yo, uh, Gert, uh Bertrude. Take this picture of me and Red Pill. And then she be standing there looking at me with the wild side eye like, oh, that's that nigga Red Pill. And I'm like, what did I do? She's like, Red Pill. I couldn't wait to meet you. You have my husband up all night saying to this day and okay and facts. You know, he doesn't want to work anymore. Snickers out here selling CMOS ice cubes and what I'm like, yo, I didn't do that. Like, don't blame me. You know what I'm talking about? Don't blame me. Like, I, that's not my work. You know what I'm saying? I'm just here. I'm, I'm, you know, that's not me. So, you know, I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen before and I feel bad. I'm like, damn, imagine the pressure of listening to little old me. Like, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? But when the when the conversation about polygamy was out here, we was the most hated because I wasn't I wasn't really I wasn't trans I wasn't championing the shit I was I, you know I was an innocent bystander you know what I'm talking about I was just taking notes but then they was attributing everything to me uh, niggas was like oh you made my husband give up Christianity no I didn't you was walking on a picture of Jesus no I wasn't that wasn't me they be confusing niggas like. All of the whole teppers look alike to uh, niggas' wives and whatnot. They don't know how to distinguish us. 
when are you and Ray gonna be on Know the Ledge together? Yeah, I think that I'm on Know the Ledge right now. So <laughs> somebody said, especially when you yeah, when you're on a big screen on a TV, a big TV, that could be intimidating. You know what I'm talking about? Because you're not. I'm not in alignment. I, I'm, you know, I, I don't consider myself to be in alignment with the average, you know, person's mind state. I could be considered, you know what I mean? Because look, I'm from New York City. This is kind of normal. This is kind of normal. The the way that we talk in New York now, you know, we've normalized the conscious conversation. But in other places, this shit is like. This is this is like a militant type of talk. You know what I mean? This is like, you know, like this is this is seen as subversive. So dudes' wives is like, I don't want you to die like Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? I'm Betty. You know what I mean? Turn off the TV, please. Like, turn it down. Our neighbors hear you. That's blasphemous. Did you hear what he just said? You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Somebody said he hated the big screen. You know what I'm saying? You know? I'm going to have to go to Target and buy me a fake wedding ring so niggas don't feel intimidated. You know what I'm saying? Fam, I'm not out here trying to recruit your whiz to be my eighth wife. You know what I mean? That's a rumor. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not on that time. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not on that time. I'm not trying to take. I'm not trying to take uh, Bertha out the house. You know what I mean? Just be easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she's good. You know? She changed her name to Bertha Bay. All of a sudden, dudes are starting to feel like they losing their wives. It's okay, fam. You know what I mean? We good. I, I don't I don't move like that. You know? So <laughs> somebody <laughs> They, <laughs> they wives be with the mad steak face. Umar's recruiting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on Umar time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not. On, I'm taking. You know what I mean? So I'm not on. I'm not on Umar time. It's a lot of threats out here. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of niggas. You know they shooting from the three point line. I, I'm. I'm not one of them. So you know, I tell people, and that even to be honest with you, and if anybody have watched my shows. I'm going to do some shows where I'm going to open up the line. Once again, I know that I promised that before and I have not forgot about y'all. We're going to do more interactive shows where people are going to be able to call in and I'm going to be fielding questions and whatnot. And what you may notice is that when people come to me with advice like, yo, Red, this is one of the most. Um, this is one of the most common questions, right? This is one of the most common questions yo red um i'm having marital issues with my wife i'm on the science and she's not or red i'm having issues with my husband i'm on the science and he's not right you got umar on your picture frida let's talk about it Was you on Bachelorette with him? Was you on Bachelorette with Umar? Let me find out. But they be like, you know, what's your advice? What should I do? And for the sake of not breaking up a happy home or unhappy home, 
I tell them, whatever you could do to work that shit out, fam, work it out. You know, because it's not on not you know you know I'm not gonna be responsible for breaking up or giving you that extra battery to pack your shit and leave, and then you out here wandering around like uh, Bill Bixby and whatnot. You know when niggas be having to stick with the hitchhiker shit. You know what I mean? The stick with the pillowcase tie with their clothes and whatnot. No, I'm not gonna be him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna be him. I've been in a situation many, many moons ago, that is, where I had sacrificed a relationship for the sake of the community. Meaning that I was like, you know what? You know, I wanna, I wanna, you know, I wanna eat, I wanna eat my greens and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had dreams of, you know. Uh, a hotel wedding and shit like that like i thought that i was missing something and i sacrificed a situation that i was in for something that didn't even exist you feel me i got arrogant i got cocky and whatnot you feel me i got cocky i, I didn't i didn't stick around to work things out i didn't humble myself and to be honest with you in the earlier stages of consciousness, this was my earlier days of consciousness. I was a Nubian. You know what I'm talking about? I was a, I was a, I was a, I was a freshman in this, in this uh, university. And, you know, I didn't know what the community had to offer in its totality. I was really working off of I, a dream. I was really working off of a vision of what I thought this shit was about. And, you know, I, I, I gave up something for that dream you know what i mean like i cut something off for the fact i was like i sacrificed that for this so when i tell people that i'm married to this shit they don't understand what i'm saying when i tell people you know like consciousness is my one of my first wives they don't really get what i mean and they don't know that the, they don't know the sacrifice that went into the endless nights the sleepless nights the the you know they don't know the sacrifice that went into the you know i'm not even i'm not eating for three days i'm just you know watching videos and drinking fucking cmos and you know i'm not even going to sleep like that i, I don't i'm not getting into bed you know what i'm saying i'm so intrigued by this information i'm falling asleep with the on a laptop shit like that and i'm just saying all of that for those that are out there, we might have some Nubians that are out there on the line and y'all feeling yourselves and whatnot because your third eye is open. You just freshly, uh, you know, woke and whatnot. You know what I mean? And you think that the, the grass is greener on the other side. And I, I once again, I would tell you, if you have a family, my nigga, do not sacrifice that. There's nothing more divine. There's nothing more important and there's nothing more precious and valuable then your motherfucking family, your progeny, and that lady or that man who claims that they love you. It doesn't matter if y'all have a difference in opinions or a difference in lifestyles and things of that nature. I promise you, don't be that dude or do that. You know what I'm talking about? Don't give it all up for a promise. This is just a promise. This is the promised land, but my nigga, this is a promise. It's not real. <laughs> It's not real. You can't get on a fucking Greyhound and go to a conscious city near you. you niggas is going to be walking around Harlem and shit, whistling Dixie, trying to get picked up and whatnot on fucking uh, conscious Tinder and whatnot. It ain't worth it.
It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? You're going to give up something good for a thotus. You know what I'm talking about? You know what that is, right? Ladies, you're going to give up something good for nature, boy. It, it's not worth it. So, stick it out. Use your newfound consciousness to mend whatever glitches that you may have in your relationship because glitches exist. Nothing, I mean, we've been romanticized by Roman antics our whole lives. We've been fed this fucking plate that Walt Disney prepared for us. And we think the relationship's supposed to be this perfect, you know, everything's supposed to be crystal, you know, just white horse type of shit. It's not that. It's not that. You're gonna... <laughs> Tiffany, you said men is giving it up for him too. God damn. It's, it's fuck. Yo, it's crazy. Yo, man, it's shit real out here. There's this. I ain't been on the dating scene, but from what I'm hearing from my, my brodies and whatnot, that, it, that just ain't it. You know what I mean? It just ain't it. Don't do it to yourself. I promise you. Don't do it to yourself. You know what I mean? I seen many of people behind uh, tables and whatnot at events with that empty look in their face. Don't do it to yourself. This is the wild, wild west. The shit is wicked and whatnot. I'm telling you, a lot of people is wearing masks before Dr. Fauci came on the scene. <laughs> they was wearing masks before COVID, my nigga. You know what I'm talking about? So you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Like I said before, there's nothing more deceptive than a motherfucker with a consciousness who is out here tricking and tr you know what I mean and playing the motherfucking game because they are they are they are just they are uh sophisticated savages now they are sophisticated savages you might not be as slick you might not be as fast you might not be that much you might get with a city slicker you know what I'm talking about you know how fast we are with our motherfucking tongue you might not be ready for that so I would I would encourage you and I'm not, you know how niggas be like, I'm not giving financial advice or whatnot when they talking that crypto. Nigga, I'm not giving you relationship advice. I, I'm on my Dr. Phil shit, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Because I'm just giving you a heart to heart. I'm, I, won't, I won't even send you an invoice. This is not a consultation, my niggas. This is just a heart to heart. This is just a heart to heart. Nothing beats coming home to your motherfucking seeds <laughs> and wifey. Okay? Yeah. Work it out. We need more counselors in this community. You know what I mean? We need more counselors. We need more elders who are willing to help us with our affairs of the heart and relationships. We need more people to step in. You know how many men that I know in this community haven't seen their motherfucking children, bro? And I don't mean to be vulgar or whatnot, because I understand that it's early. We might have young ones listening. But fam, do you know how many men and as men, especially. And I've spoken to a few women who haven't seen their children as well. But of course, it's a lot of the men that are bearing the brunt. 
because they're getting caught up in this system and whatnot. And these European judges is telling them and these African-American judges, these Eidos judges is telling them that they can't see their progeny, their seeds and whatnot. I'm a family man. I'm into my children, right? Regardless of what's going on. You know what I'm talking about? I'm into my children because these are the children that I created. I only have three. You dig know what I'm saying? It ain't like I got 30 out there and whatnot. So I'm into my seeds like that. And I, I couldn't fathom, I couldn't, I, I, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself if I was restricted from seeing one of them. So my heart goes out to all of the parents who go through things like that. I could just, I, I couldn't even imagine it. I couldn't even imagine it, bro. You got black men, like when you, when you go to the Kevin Samuels videos, go in the comments section. You know what I'm talking about? When I, I sometimes I'll throw posts up and whatnot, you know, I'm a troll on my Instagram page because I like engagement. You know what I mean? I'll start a conversation and step back and, and just watch niggas go at it and whatnot. But I throw some shit up there, not knowing what's going to happen, but psychologically I'm approaching the comments and I'm, I'm reading the comments and I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm putting myself in certain people's shoes and I could feel, I could see the vitriol. I could, I could, I could pick it up. I could pick up the, you know, I'm an empath. I could pick up the vitriol. I could pick up the hatred. I could feel the pain. I could smell it. There's a lot of brothers in this community that got holes in their hearts. I went through some shit many, many moons ago, right? It was a close call. But I had went through a situation where I didn't see my son for many, 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 many months. Me and his mother, you know, we, we, we were just working things out. You know what I'm saying? I was in Atlanta. She was in NY and whatnot. And I, I went without seeing my son for Adine. And when I tell you the type of hole that I had in my heart, I felt incomplete. Do you ever know, do you know what it feels like walking around like you got holes inside of you? I'm talking about you don't feel complete. There's, there's no fullness. There's no wholeness in you. I was, you would listen, to, I, I listened back to my archives of my radio shows, No The Ledge Radio. And I remember when I was going through it at that time, this was like 2011. And I would listen to me on the shows and it was just like, it, it, it was heartbreaking because I was not myself. I was angry. I had vitriol. I wasn't even there. Like blue was carrying blue must have back pains and whatnot. You know what I'm talking about? Send that nigga a, 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 a waist trainer because he was carrying a show. He was carrying a show. I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I was there, but I wasn't there. There were, there were shows with Sabi. Dr. Sabi was on. I might have said three words in the whole show because I had to police my own spirit. I had to police my own spirit. I was heavy drinking Hennessy, smoking Reggie and fucking Philly blunts and whatnot. Like I was just really going through it, bro. And then when I would talk and when I would interject, it, you know, my brother, he got that calm voice and whatnot. He's all laid back, you know. So uh, tell me, Dr. Sabi, 
what do you think about the uh, minerals and sea moss? And I'll come through like, yeah, what the fuck about that? You know what I mean? Like, I was jumping out of the gym. I was jumping out of the gym because I was hurt. And I was going through so much pain and I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know how to alleviate the pain. The only way that I could alleviate the pain is if I had my son in my arms again. And everything worked out. You know, everything worked out. You know, it was a learning lesson. You know, it was a lesson to be learned. My son and my my, my son and his mother, my son's mother, we are good friends now. You know, all of that is in the past. You know, I kind of messed up. You know what I mean? It was on me. You know what I mean? And it was just a learning lesson. Like, so I could relate to certain people that are going through what they're going through. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> Paul Morland is Phil Morland's lawyer. You absolutely corrected that one. <laughs> you ain't never lied. That is definitely my lawyer right there. Paul, uh, my brother, Blue. That's my counsel. You know what I'm saying? Somebody say y'all bump heads a lot. We did. We did, yo. We really did back in those days. Like it was a, it was a, it was a test. You feel me? It was a trying test. And you know, we, you know, we, we was able to get through it, but uh, I'm letting you know now it was not easy. Like we would clash a lot. You know what I mean? We would clash a lot. So, you know, yeah, you was there. You was there, Mary. You remember. You know what I'm talking about? Blue will hold it down. You know what I'm talking about? Blue would definitely hold it down. That's, you know, that's not even my legal aid. That's my consigliere. So when I see brothers and women and sisters, like I said, I'm not negating the fact that this is happening to our sisters as well. Because I run into brothers and they be like, yo, I got full custody. And I'm like, what you talking about? They be like, yeah, I got my seeds and whatnot. And I'm like, well, where they mama at? They like, I don't know. It's just some stories I don't even want to hear. You know what I mean? I just be like, you all right? And they're like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm holding it down. You know what I'm saying? I'm being the best father. Anything that I could do to help, man, just let me know. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I could do to help, let me know. Like, let's set up a play date or something. You know, but it's real. It's real. I could only be transparent. I could only just keep it real. You know, I'm not out here hummer stunting and trying to be somebody that I'm not. Like, I'm a human being. Like, I go through some of the shit that that people don't think that I go through. You know what I mean? They 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 look at me, you know, through these lens and whatnot, and I'm like, nah, fam. You know what I mean? Like. I might have been through some shit that you can't even fathom. You know what I'm talking about? And vice versa, because we're not a sitting, we're not gonna sit around and compare pain. This ain't pain. This is not trauma porn. We're not gonna compare who got this done to them and who got that done. I you know what I mean? Like that's not I don't get off on that. You know what I mean? I'll put it in my music or something. And to be honest with you, even when you listen to my music, I don't give you no pain bars. Oh, we had to drink out of a bowl and you know what I mean? I'm I'm not I'm not doing all of that. I'm not doing all of that. My therapy was my studying. My therapy 
was me being able to get certain things off of my chest. My therapy is me teaching. My therapy is, you know, just life in and of itself, my, my progression and whatnot. My therapy is seeing my children smiling and happy and healthy and, 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 and beautiful and them shining and whatnot. That's my therapy. That's the shit that patched up the holes in my body and my aura. You know what I mean? It wasn't nothing super. Do I didn't do no spells and shit. Like I didn't go to fucking Haiti and 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 sleep with a goat, my nigga. You know what I mean? I did it the real. I did it the long way. You know what I'm talking about? I did it the long way. I did it. I, I carried. Sometimes I suffered in in silence, my niggas. I suffered in silence. I fell on my own sword, and I suffered. in I'm a Scorpio, so we basically. Uh, I'm going to use this word, but don't take it literally. You know what I mean? We die and resurrect ourselves. You know? We die and resurrect ourselves. You know what I mean? We are considered the phoenix. That, and our sign, our sign is the phoenix. And we're also, there's three levels of Scorpio. There's a Scorpio... Um, that crawls on his belly, which is the snake, but the snake sheds his skin and has a new skin. Then there's also the eagle, and then there's the phoenix. Okay, so I've gone through many phases of my Scorpio being in front of the people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In front of the world. Think about that. How 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 nerve wracking is that? Yeah, death and transformation. That's right, Tiff. My scorpion cistern in the building. You know, we uh we use pain and trauma and what was perceived as failure to make a better version of ourselves. You know. Yeah, I did say I said the serpent. The serpent is on his belly. That's the lowest form of the Scorpio. The serpent. And then the serpent transforms into the eagle. And then the eagle transforms into the phoenix. You know what I'm talking about? So death and transformation is... So I've died. You know how they say a soldier dies? A soldier dies a of one death and a coward dies a thousand. Well, my nigga, I must be Heathcliff, my nigga, because I died about eight times. You know what I'm talking about? I've had a few times that I died. You know? But it only made me come back stronger. I can't give up on the dream. I can't give up on my purpose. I'm living in my purpose. And what my purpose is, is something that it, it, when my purpose was given to me, it was like, yo, this is not going to be an easy road, nigga. You're going to be challenged. You're going to fall. You know what I mean? It's not going to be, you're not even going to receive what you deserve until you out of here. Are you willing to play the fucking game? And I had to make that decision almost in real time and i did and i made the decision you say you know what i don't i don't need the fame because i know what the fame is <laughs> you know what i'm talking about the fame is the illusion <laughs> the fame is the illusion i don't need that i could learn from others and i could sit back and see fame ain't it you know what i mean because all of the niggas that i know that has fame are infamous at this point you don't you i don't chase famous i'm well known but I was well known before I picked up a fucking unk. You know what I'm talking about? I was well known me because I'm a twin. So it's not, you know, 
it's not really twins are very uh you know it's not it's not hard to be well known but being well known don't do shit for you what the fuck is being well known how does that help the fame is the illusion the fame is the drug you feel me the fame is the drug so for everybody that's out here chasing fame i'm here to let you know my nigga that is smoke and mirrors that's the dragon you know what i'm talking about and fame will lead you down crazy fucking paths you know what i'm talking about the, the fame will put you niggas uh they'll have you looking like romello from sugar hill after a while fame will chew you up you're not more lit than fame you know i mean you want to go where everybody knows your name you know what i'm talking about cheers you know what i mean you want to go where everybody knows your name of course you want to be known and respected everybody don't want to be a fucking secret and whatnot yeah you want people to know who the fuck you are you want your reputation and your name to precede you you want your stocks to be up and whatnot but that's not fame that is not fame uh fame is clout niggas is out here clout chasing if you ever see me out here clout chasing i'm giving you the right to pull my coat you know what i'm talking about pull my coat my niggas wake me up because i'm obviously uh under a spell you know you know how hard it was to get me out of the club bro <laughs> you know what i'm talking about you know how hard it was to get me off of people's couches you know standing on somebody's couch with a drink in my hand feeling like the man and whatnot do you know what I had to go through to break that fucking curse? I would have still been on the couch at Club Live and whatnot, acting like a fucking teenager. You know? So, a large part of black society, especially the youth, you know, and because we're in this situation now where everybody wants to be the new woke leader or the new master teacher or the new thought leader, you know what I mean? Everybody's looking for these brands and whatnot. This shit is a zoo. You know what I mean? This shit is a zoo. So you have to be very careful and do not get caught up in those traps. The reason why I have longevity it's because I know how to move in a room full of vultures. I don't burn myself out. I'm not out here cloud chasing. Them niggas that, that, that was in the conscious community trying to get on stages and whatnot and doing battles with each other. And that was cloud chasing. My, if you don't know what that is by now, <laughs> sit back and think about it. That's cloud chasing. They was doing that for the ego. Where are they now, my niggas? They on the middle. I was in Whole Foods. I, I was looking at the almond milk, the silk. And I'm I'm seeing conscious niggas on the side of the milk cartons. Where are they now? How known is Rashad Jamal? Who is that? Who is that? And then when you look at the YouTube videos when we was outside. There was hundreds, there was on, it was a pantheon. It was mad of us. It was about a hundred people. How many people are still here, bro? How many people are still here? Think about it. 
That wasn't happenstance. That wasn't by chance. How many people are still here and relevant? I mean, niggas are still uploading videos, but who's still, how many people are still relevant making moves and their integrity and their character is still intact to whereas their reputation precedes them and they're respected on a global scale? Think about it. Somebody said the algorithm got him. Will 125th Street have a reunion? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. What do you think? What do you think? <clears throat> Will they have a reunion? What would it be about? What's, what would the reunion be about? What, what, what are we catching up on? Hmm? I just want to know. You know, what are we catching up on? You know what I'm talking about? I would do a reunion if we're going to go meet on our own land. If, if niggas invite me to some acres, you know, that would make sense. Like, yo, come to my island or. Come to come to my to my town or my village. It, that would make a lot more sense, you know what I mean. But to go to go to go live on one two five across the street from the Apollo. I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about that. Shout out to the guy A A Rashid. You feel me? doing big fucking things all over Griselda projects. You know what I'm saying? He got his own spot in LA doing art. You know? Shout out to Blue Pill in Atlanta doing big fucking things. Shout out to KT the Arch Degree in Atlanta doing big fucking things. You know what I'm talking about? Still relevant. Still Kapaka building. Still teaching. You know? Shout out to Brother Rich. Shout out to Cambada. You know? And that's no disrespect to anybody whatsoever. Even if I don't say your name. I'm sober, my niggas. I didn't, you know, maybe I didn't remember it. You know? Because there's people out here doing what they do. And it's no disrespect to anybody. Because at the end of the day... It ain't about us. It's about who the fuck are you helping? Whose lives are you affecting positively? If it's one person out here helping one person's life, then you on a, you you doing right. You're doing something right. Going back to what I said earlier about finding your purpose, right? Finding your purpose means what is your purpose? And when you find your purpose in this walk of life, this road, this this path of enlightenment, right? This 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 is something that we all chose. Don't let nobody tell you that they just got thrown into the fire and they didn't choose that shit. They're a fucking liar. You have the opportunity to say, "Nah, I ain't with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna continue being a knuckle dragger. This is too much for me. I'm not signing up for this shit. I'm not with it." Everybody that you see get on camera, they signed up for this shit. And by signing up for this shit, you sacrifice a lot. You know what I'm talking about? You already say, you know what? 
I could get taken out for the shit that I'm standing up for because I'll be honest with you, people have been taken out for less. People have, I just think that the, the, the other side, they just not spending the block the way that they used to and whatnot. They're a little lazy, but niggas have been taken out for less. The fact that you're influencing millions of people, it could, it could reach millions of people around the world, shaking the pillars of people's beliefs and systems and all kind of stuff. Nigga, you don't think the government has a problem with that? Then people can't even get their plans. They can't even get their, their, their diabolical plans off the ground. Because of the resistance that they're meeting and the intellectual warfare within the mental realms because of master teachers, my nigga, and people that are out here putting out information. Because I promise you, one person has the ability to affect hundreds and those hundreds have the ability to affect thousands and those thousands have the ability to affect millions. It's the same mathematical principle that you could utilize in uh, whenever you study the exponential rates or the fact, you know, the way that the Internet works and whatnot, what master knows and things of that nature, how something could go viral and whatnot. That's the same mathematical formula that we're talking about. We're in an intellectual war right now. It's, it's been an intellectual war, I would say, to be honest with you, since 9-11, that shit popped off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, woke TikTok is lit. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, woke TikTok is lit. I've seen this. I've seen a few of those videos, my nigga. They got one minute to go ham. They going ham. Shout out to my one minute woke uh, TikTok niggas. Y'all doing the damn thing. How about that? So it's like when you signed up for this. What did you sign up for? What you wanted? Three wives, nigga? You know what I'm talking about? What you wanted? Some free crystals? Oh, I get it. You niggas wanted a free diner card to the fucking uh, vegetarian lounge, right? You niggas wanted to eat at fucking... You, you niggas wanted to eat at uh, the vegan cafe all of your life. You just wanted your face card to be good. That's why you started doing videos? Huh? Oh, I know they running with the cloth. It's Attack of the Clones. But at the end of the day, one thing that I know about all of the apps, all of the apps produce a new batch of teachers. Instagram produced a whole new batch of teachers that never was on YouTube before. I had this conversation. I was in the Paradigm Shifters when, when, when 2017, the group, the Paradigm Shifters, me, Blue Pill, Derek Grace, 19 Keys, Rizza Islam, Brother Ben X, Billionaire PA, and Sister Ajna. We were the Paradigm Shifters. None of them came from YouTube. Near one of them. They all came from Instagram. You know what I'm talking about? They all came from Instagram. They taught differently. They had a different approach to teaching. And they were not caught up in the YouTube world and whatnot, even though everybody was affiliated, you know, they was tied into people that was YouTube famous and whatnot. But they came from a they came they, they came from a new platform. That was the that was the plat that platform birthed a new batch. Um all of the the whole financial movement, earn your leisure, Wall Street Trapper, all of these uh uh um uh what's the brother? Uh him 500 and all of them 
That's all off of Instagram. That's they 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 birthed off of that platform. They're not birthed off of YouTube. The YouTube generation is a it's like the Logan Paul shit. There's different generations. There's different generations and they fare better on different apps because of the way that the apps are set up and these people learn how to master the apps and they go viral and whatnot. So there's a difference. So I respect all of those new apps because I know with the new apps, there's going to come a new batch of teachers and a new batch of teachers are going to be teaching differently. You know what I'm talking about? Some of us ran so they could fly. Some of us ran so they could fly. Once we do the heavy lifting, the YouTube people did the heavy lifting. The YouTube people did the heavy lifting. The YouTube, uh, they broke the motherfucking, uh, they broke the internet. In 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, the debates, the, on, the, the shit that they was doing on 2-5th and what, that broke the internet. That woke up a whole lot of people. You know what I'm talking about? And then what you saw Vlad TV and the Breakfast Club do, they put those people onto a mainstream wave and introduced them to the knuckle draggers who used to walk by us every fucking day like we didn't exist. But the minute they see niggas on the Breakfast Club, now they want to stop and buy some incense. Now they want to stop and take pictures because it's part of the clout chasing. It's part of the clout chasing. So when we was on YouTube, there was an era that came before us of the master teachers that didn't fuck with YouTube. Dr. Phil Valentine, Bobby Hemet, they was the DVD era. Okay, different, like, like, like I said, technology is going to bring you different batches of teachers who are, and I feel like the, the further that they go, the potency is lost. The, the newer the app, the less potency you're going to get. So the DVD era, that was potent. But the VHS era was more potent. How about that? And then the YouTube era was less potent than the DVD era. You know what I'm talking about? If you were not in it, you probably wouldn't understand what I'm talking about. You're like, what is this nigga talking about? The DVD era, right, had, a, had, had some stars in it. They had, a, they had a pantheon of teachers. Brother Daoud, C. Freemanel. Hakeem Bay, Taj Tariq Bay, Phil Valentine, Bobby Hemet, right? Then the blog talk era came. Thank you, Jamal. Then the blog talk era came. Brother Ankh, Nikki Love, Alexis Tyler, Noda Ledge, and I, we brought you a pantheon of new teachers. You understand? Polite. We brought out, we brought um, Sabi on the a, on a, on a platform. Uh, we brought uh Ra Aku on the platform. And I can name we brought we brought AA with us. There's a whole bunch of people that we brought with us. And then after the blog talk era, we had the YouTube era. That's when they let us start going live and shit like that. And that brought you a whole new pantheon of teachers. ISUPK. Um everybody that Sinetta was busting, everybody that Rich was busting on Black Magic 363. You got introduced to new pantheons. But in the DVD era, in the VHS era, you had five hour, six hour lectures. In the DVD era, the most was like three hours. In the blog talk era, the videos was like 
the um not videos uh yeah panic and panic comes through the blog talk era with mrs blue and whatnot that's how he busts through mrs blue through blog talk those are two hour shows the longest is like three hours and then you get youtube youtube the, the longest those videos will go would be like an hour you know hour hour and a half 15 minutes some of them and then after youtube is instagram right how long is the instagram video five minutes one minute <laughs> now you got tiktok 30 seconds 60 seconds you don't yeah remember king dolo <laughs> right yeah remember jason when you came on 125th street and we met you the first time when you first came back from kemet you got off the plane from egypt and you came to 125th street what year was that we did a video with you that year we did a video when we seen you because that's how lit you was we was like yeah we got to do a video with the guard you know what i'm talking about because the guard is lit i looked in your eyes and i told i could tell that that whole that, that you coming out of Kemet changed you and you would never be the same. In three hours, like six though. Yeah, Bobby will pull up. <laughs> All right. All right. The king though, king of the mall. <laughs> to this day. To this day. Right, Ali Muhammad, right, Ali Muhammad, that's the YouTube era, but Ali Muhammad was blog talk, Inky, blog talk, you know what I'm saying, KT, blog talk, like, let's stop playing these games, so, and then, like I said, then you got Instagram, I remember Young Pharaoh was, he came off of Facebook, he came off of Facebook. He had a crazy following. His name was Sandra Bland. That was the name of his page. And then he came into the YouTube world. Shaka Atmos, YouTube. You know? Natural Tahuti, man. YouTube. I remember, and this is no disrespect. I remember we used to sell, I used to sell clothes to Natural Tahuti, and then we used to sell books and DVDs. He was, I, he used to come through with his wife. He wasn't teaching at that point. He was in the Nation of Gods and Earth, but he was so excited about what was going on. He was able to foresee what was taking place, and then he jumped in the ring. You know what I mean? And Sa put him on. Right? YouTube era. A little bit of blog talk, but mostly YouTube when he got, when he when he cut his teeth and he debated Wesley Muhammad and got washed. Shout out to my good brother Tahuti, man. Free to free to free to guys. You know what I'm talking about? Free to guys. He's doing 40 right now. You know? Yeah, I don't know Rashad Jamal. I'm gonna check him out. You know? Brother Marcus. Yeah, remember Brother Marcus? Young God. So, there's some, yeah, Baba TV, Sarnetta TV, 
Blackmagic363, Nodaledge TV, yeah, Melchizedek, you know, the debate days at the HOC, legendary shit, bro, broke the internet. Broke the internet. I remember when Seti was getting at the Moors in 2008, my nigga. 2009. He did. He was the first dude that I seen do a million views. He broke the internet. You feel me? Broke the internet. Mosley Bay, right? Abdullah Mosley Bay. <laughs> right? Sabir Bay, Abdullah Mosley Bay. Um, who was my dude that got they got washed in a debate? Um, and this this is no disrespect because I'm not out here disrespect. I'm giving niggas their flowers. Uh, what was my dude? He him it was him and Saber. Damn, what was his name? I'm gonna remember. You know, remember King Noble? Yep, remember that. Is Tazariak undefeated in debates? I don't know. He might do. He might. You know? He might. That debate that he had with Polite, they said that he won. Some people say that Polite won. I don't know. I was there. Um, it could have been a draw, but they was both, they was getting at each other. Yeah, rising power to Hiuka. You know what I mean? Very young, young, bright young brother. I don't know what the hell happened. You know what I mean? Rising power to um, Uriel Bay. You know what I'm talking about? Rising power to Sister Myra L. You know, there's a lot of people that made transition that we don't even know. You know? So. Oh, yeah, there you go. Morris Brooklyn. Yeah, Morris Brooklyn. <laughs> Shout out to Morris Brooklyn. You know? So I'm just giving y'all I'm I'm yeah, Sankofa, that's my guy. You know what I mean? Royale. Yeah, all of that YouTube. That's all YouTube. You know what I mean? Segment, Aisha segment, and um our uh, sister segment. You know what I'm talking about? Rising power the monk. I remember meeting Nasir Ra in Atlanta in like 09. He was doing it all the way back then when Bobby was on the scene. You know what I mean? King Simon is a pillar. King Simon is a pillar when it came to this whole thing. Because King Simon, if King Simon believed in you, right? You needed the, remember the promoters had to believe in you. It, it wasn't, you just couldn't do shit like this that I'm doing right now. The promoters had to bring you out. The promoters were like co-signers. They they could they they were considered to be kingmakers, like in the game of chess. They can king you, right? So King Simon took over for um after Black Dot and all of them and Third Eye Productions and Sinetta stopped doing a lot of work. King Simon was the one who was driving the boat. He was driving the ark for about a decade, damn near, and he made some classic lectures. Rising Power Leela Africa. You know what I'm talking about? Red, do you think we let the ancestors down? I don't know. 
Brother Shabazz, I seen him the other day. Brother Infudishi, I see him every other day when I go to New York. Supernova Slum, shout out to Supernova. Brother Reggie, Professor Larry, you know what I mean? Like, Professor James Smalls, you know what I'm saying? Now you see them, you got to wait to a Tariq Nasheed uh, documentary to come out to see the most of them now. You know what I mean? Gaino Grills. Yeah. Professor Griff and all. Yeah, man, like, my thing is this. Every, t every era is specific for that time. And I feel that all of those people that I just named were needed for that time. And they arrived. They showed up. You know what I'm saying? Brother Kaba. Yes, Francis Crest Wilson. Yes, Rising Power, Dr. Francis Crest Wilson. Black Dot is another pillar. It's very understated how important he is and where he plays. Because like I said, everybody is not in front of the camera. Baba Kalindi. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is not in front of the camera. The work that you see on YouTube, that's the end results. You know what I mean? But it's usually a few people in front of the camera, but there's always a whole bunch of people behind the camera. You know? Baba Dick Gregory, okay? Who was very instrumental and breaking No Ledge Radio to a very larger audience. You know what I'm saying? He did many shows with us. He broke us to a very large audience. When Dr. Sabi chose uh, our platform to be the only platform that he would do shows with, because he wasn't doing anything with anyone else. Let's be clear. He did lectures with uh, Mr. G and King Simon, but when it came to the media, he didn't rock with no one else but No Ledge. He introduced us and brought us to a larger audience as well. You know? So I don't feel like the ancestors have been let down. I feel like, yeah, Kia Life. Yeah, shout out to Knowledge. You know what I mean? This all they they also have the uh they also have, um, what is that? What's the other channel they got? I'm, I'm getting brain freeze. They got the battle rap channel. Shout out to knowledge. You know what I mean? And his whole team. Those are some of the best interviews that I used to have fun doing, you know, um, you know what I mean? It, it was, it was definitely a movie. And I, I love the fact that the brother knowledge you know, believed in me, you know what I'm saying? Highlighted me and gave me a platform to voice my, 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 my teachings and to get shit off of my chest. You know what I'm talking about? So that was very important. Yeah. Amos Wilson. I shared how Amos Wilson was one of the first lectures that I ever, that one of the ones that I was seeing. Abundance Child, blog talk. You know what I mean? Blog Talk Days, Imam Bashir, you know what I mean? Salute to Imam Bashir, Anthony Browder, the National Black Theater. Yeah, that was the Mecca, you know? I can honestly say, to keep it 1,000 with y'all, oh, the Gagoot Theory dude? Yeah. 
He's a legend. Um, who is damn? Yeah, the, the the Hebrew brother Hashir. Yeah, Dr. Delbert Blair, another brother who helped put us put Nodalege Radio on the map. Right, he helped put Nodalege Radio on the map. He was rocking with us real heavy. You know what I'm saying? The Mooney Twins, they was rocking with us real heavy. You know what I mean? Amin Ra Squad. Shout out to Amin Ra Squad. Seven Bomar. Yeah, when y'all finish watching this, go check out Blue on Black Magic 363. You know what I mean? We got to hug the airways tonight. Yeah, I'm talking about. So the list goes on and on. There was a pantheon of gods. You know, there was a pantheon of gods, Azazel, Azariah, Zabak. Yeah, remember Rich, uh, Rick Smith and Paul Moon? Fire. That was a legendary show. You know what I'm talking about? There's so many, there's so many names that I can name. And to be honest with you, through the good and the bad, whether I bumped heads with certain individuals and, you know, I wouldn't stand in a room with them today. I still got love for them. And I still love everything that everybody brought to this uh, to this community. Uh, alkaline and acidic. Because it's still balance. You know what I mean? It's still balance and whatnot. You know? And I'm not going to put nobody on the spot. I'm not going to be finger pointing. And I'm not going to be petty and whatnot. But... I feel that after the Bambada scandal, scandal, that's when I we saw the that that's when the age of this whole thing started to change. You know, that's when this whole thing started to change. That shit broke my heart in a million pieces, yo. You have no idea. You have no idea how much that shit hurt me. You know, you have no idea. Even to come out, come even to come forward, even for me to come forward and confront my elder. You understand who I looked up to on rumors of him being a sexual deviant. That shit hurt me, bro. That shit hurt. You don't. I don't. I don't even know how to explain the level of hurt that I went through just seeing. Africa Bambada being persecuted like that and my whole world was blown and I don't think that I was the whole community was never the same after that and of course that was the chink in our armor and shit just fell from there but out of those ashes like I said rose up a whole new generation of brothers and sisters who stepped forward and did their version of teaching and that came through Instagram and they were not connected to Sarnetta TV or any of the platforms and whatnot. They created their own movement in their own waves and that was off of Instagram mostly. Ben X, Riza Islam, 19 Keys, um, Derek Grace. I remember seeing Derek Grace and I was like, who the fuck is this nigga with all of these tattoos, nigga? I was intrigued. I was intrigued, but I was like, this is some different shit. Never would this would have been possible years ago in, in our community because of the judgment and whatnot. So there was more of a leaning towards, you know, 
the new batch of teachers were a little more rough around the edges in terms where they were more connected to like the streets i feel and this 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 the generation that i'm talking about that was on youtube it was a little more you know we was in the streets but we wasn't you know we had a little more we were a little more orthodox i would say the word is orthodox we were more orthodox in our approach you feel me we were a little more orthodox you know what i mean but it was still with a sprinkle of hip-hop it was still street we was talking our shit we was cursing yeah you know i'm talking about niggas was wearing a hat backwards it was still spicy but it was still orthodox yeah city hampton you know what i'm talking about yeah shout out to q reeves you know shout out to um will 777 you know what i'm saying uh you know what i mean like we we had some legends come through know the ledge radio bro it, it was it was it was magical it was magical you know what i mean y'all birthed a lot of these new dudes i mean look <laughs> you know we played a big part i mean as the twin pillars the pillars yeah the duke of tears zion lex you know what i'm talking about uh as the as pillars right the mason because i'm not a fucking mason but the masonic principle of the twin pillars boaz and jakim you know what i mean with the arch degree is that we are the we're the pillars that the light comes through right Shyam, right the liberator who's now mansa Cheyenne the liberator with his whole movement that he brought to the table he was a disruptor there's a whole bunch of disruptors in these names that i'm naming you you know what i mean he was a, he was a disruptor you know what i'm talking about there was a few disruptors but he was definitely one of them he challenged a lot of the quote-unquote um rhetoric he challenged a lot of the uh teachings that were out there and i feel that the teachings you know some of them needed to be challenged because people were going off a of blind faith people were going off a of blind faith you feel me and they were believing anything that they were being taught by a quote-unquote master teacher and nobody was trying to question it I remember feeling like this is blasphemy. The niggas is questioning the teachers, like take their heads off. You know what I mean? At first, that's my stance. I was like, yo, that that's 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 disrespectful. But in hindsight, I understand why it had to happen. I understand why it had to happen. You know what I'm talking about? It had to happen. That was a way of the information being cleaned up in a, a way, a way it was a filter system. It was a filter system because it was a lot of information that was out there. It was a lot of clutter. You know what I mean? It was a lot of clutter and shit happened. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm talking about? And the people with strong legs were still standing when the smoke cleared and whatnot. And there was some people that was laying down. And it was some people that tucked their tail and took off. What is you saying? There's a bunch. It was some niggas that went running when the shots went off. You know what I'm talking about? 
It was some niggas that went running when the shots went off. And we saw that. We saw niggas running. We saw them run with their tails tucked in the middle of a fucking war. And I'm from the streets. So we spin the block. And if you don't spin the block with us, nigga, you are out. What are you talking about? You are out. You, you worse than the fucking the niggas we got problems with. A lot of us got back pains because we was carrying this shit while niggas took off. What the fuck is you saying? You know? Like I said, when you sign up to get into this thing, you got to sign up to get into this thing. And everything that comes with it. You know? And that takes me to what I wanted to talk about too. Because I can't separate a lot of street shit from the reality. Right? I put this post up today. I never remember the hate of my enemies, but I remember the silence of my friends. When shit get rough When shit get rough I remember who was there for me And I remember the niggas that took their fucking tails You know what I mean? I remember the niggas that stabbed me in the back I always, I'm a Scorpio You know we don't forget You know we gonna kill you one time You know we gonna get you about before the movie is over, my nigga We gonna snipe you Yeah, shout out to Ampoo if one thing about a Scorpio, we'll never forget. We're going to lay on you niggas for years. You know what I mean? We're going to lay on you. I don't have no enemies. All of my enemies are dead. You understand? But the niggas who call themselves riders and they call themselves gang and you niggas backstab. Well, you know, we're going to take care of you. You're going to get taken care of. This is my caption. Unpopular opinion. As much as we adults criticize the youth and their drill culture and affinity to gang culture, what's get, what gets lost amidst all of the judgment and finger pointing is the foundation of the culture's appeal to loyalty and comradeship displayed for the brothers who promise to avenge the deaths of their brothers and ride for each other in the face of adversity. Isn't that what the armed forces teaches you niggas in camouflage fighting a white man's imperialistic wars? Loyalty is a bonding trait and will attract many into his ranks. The need for brotherhood and community and camaraderie supersedes all of our calls for peace and understanding. And for the record, I'm in no way endorsing the senseless killings, murders, drilling and pain being caused by these gang wars and rap beefs. I'm just shedding light on human psychology. Okay. So what I said was, and what I meant to say, and what that's about is we look at like, we look at the gangs, right? We look at the gangs. We look at the sets. We look at the gang banging and whatnot, and we don't approve of what's going on because the carnage or the quote unquote collateral damage that's taking place is too much to bear. The black messiahs are out here killing each other. It's too much friendly fire taking place 
We are suffering as a community. They're killing babies in, in the streets. They're shooting up niggas' mama's cribs in Alabama. You know what I'm talking about? Little Dirk's brother got murked, shot in the head. That was one of the reasons that made me do the post. You've heard me say it before. Protect little baby at all costs. Protect little baby at all costs. Regardless of what this little nigga's going through, I know I know a messianic force when I see one. I know, I know, you know what I mean? He reminds me of a friend of mine that got killed many, many years ago. One of my best friends, Disco, uh, Rising Power King. He got the same spirit as little baby. A young nigga with an old spirit. You know what I'm talking about? Very wise and whatnot. Protect little dirt. So this weekend, I'm listening to their new project. I'm vibing it and everything, you know, because I, I keep up with what the fuck is going on in that in them circles. So I'm listening to Voice of the Heroes. And then I'm online and I'm looking at him. He, he dropped a video. I'm looking at him at the at the at the at the birthday party with the nigga from um what's the nigga P from QC and whatnot. And I see his brother with him, right? I see him with his brother, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. You know what I mean? Cause you know, the young God is hurting because he lost Vaughn and whatnot. You know what I mean? And 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 I can imagine what little Dirk be going through, especially with all of the people close to him that get killed. But this time, and then I saw a video earlier Saturday where one of the brothers from Chicago was like, yo, he needs to stop calling out all of the dead the, the, he needs to stop calling out the dead on his songs and whatnot because they disrespecting the dead by calling out their ops who already have died and they putting their names in the songs. So in my mind, regardless of how much I might, you know, you know, I, I understand that there's a war going on, right? It's a war going on outside. And I'm like, damn, this nigga Dirk needs to stop calling out Duck and a few other niggas' names, because to be honest with you, you know, on a metaphysical occult side, nigga, that's, you cannot disgrace the dead like that. They're going to come and see you. They're going to come and see you. And to be honest with you, when I did the video last, I did a video a few episodes ago when I showed you that there's 200 dead rappers in 2020. There was 200 dead rappers in 2020, okay? 200. Not all of them were well-known. Pop Smoke was well-known, and a few others was well-known, but there's 200 dead rappers. The majority of them died from drilling, right? Some of them died from drug overdose. Some of them died in car accidents, but the majority of them got shot, right? And when you look at the video, there's on YouTube. It's, it has it said 200 dead rappers in 2020. You're listening to these niggas doing drill songs. And I'm talking about it's not just in Chicago. It's everywhere. They drilling it. They, I mean, goddamn it. We did the roll call earlier. If they drilling in your city, put a fire emoji in the chat, please. Let's just keep, let's put it into context. And you might want to put what city you from. If they drilling in your city, what, what is drilling for those that are uninitiated? That's young niggas, mostly, right? My son's age, he's 13. I was just with him all weekend. My son's age, right? Because my son is listening to, I'm, I asked my son, yo, what you listening to? I'm listening to Voice of the Heroes. What else you listening to? Polo G. Damn, nigga. What else? Um, Favio. Nigga, all, your whole diet is drill. I said, your whole diet is drill. Are, are you in a gang, little nigga? 
He's like, no, I'm 13, though. I'm 13. This is what we listen to. These are our heroes. You understand? So the youth are vicariously living through gang wars. This, this is not this is not the wars from back in the this is not east west uh east coast west coast type of shit where niggas is making songs and they just beefing and whatnot they're killing out here they they laying niggas down their bodies and all of the listeners are in on the bodies if you're my favorite rapper i know who your crew has put down i know your score right it's like a video game i know your score I know who your ops are. I know who you got beef with. I know who not to support. Right? So look at all of these cities and whatnot where they're drilling and whatnot. And drilling is killing. I'm, they're not shooting in the air. They're not, they not having fist fights and whatnot. They're killing each other. And these are young children. This is youth. This is the youth. And it's going even up to the old heads because the old heads is getting drilled and whatnot. So it's spreading it's been spreading it's 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 it blew up after pop smoke it was already out there but the pop smoke shit took it to a whole nother level you understand yeah somebody said the woos versus the choose is epidemic that's the new york war you understand that's the new york war you know what i'm talking about somebody said problems come with fame it's not, I don't, it's a, it's not just problems come with fame. He's in a war. He's in a war. Yeah. Everybody know his first baby moms was a Becky. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Let's, let's, let's stay on point. Where are they getting the guns from? Where everybody get their guns from? Niggas that sell guns. <laughs> you get your guns from niggas that sell guns. And if you live in urban, if you live in a city in America, there's always niggas that's selling guns. They get them off the internet. They was getting them off Hartford, Connecticut, Drill City right now. You know what I mean? The shooting in Miami, that was a drill. They drilling all in Europe. They drilling in the UK. They drilling in Ireland. They drilling in um in Italy, my nigga. They drilling in Nigeria. They drilling in Canada. Uh, the brother Houdini, right? Uh, it's a few rappers that they lay down. Chief Keith is who basically the one that got that shit started and kicked off. You understand? Whether they got drugs, they got guns. The big homies got, right, the big homies got the guns. The big homies had the little kids drilling for the bit. It started out with the big homies sending the young kids, the youth, who if you catch a body and you're not an adult, you don't do too much time. You know what I'm talking about? They basically were some of the people who helped start it up. Yeah, the dark web is where they getting hammers. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not, you know, there's legal hammers. I'm in Atlanta. You could get a hammer out of the pawn shop. I'm in Atlanta. You could buy a hammer out of the pawn shop. And then you got a hammer. 
and you know the mentality they're gonna up the pole to protect their life i'd rather be judged by 12 than carry by six so they out here murking shit and they're not thinking about the consequences they like if i gotta lay up the brody gonna pay the bail they gonna pay the lawyer i'm gonna lay up it don't matter but i'm gonna murk this nigga that's that that's that life that's that culture that's that culture Yeah, and Chief Kiefer's in Cali living his best life right now. He ain't worrying about him too much. But the seed has already been planted. The seed have already been planted. Yeah, remember Yummy's story? Yummy was nine years old, putting in major work. Putting in major work. GT, uh, GTA 6 will calm down the drillers. I feel like GTA 6 are just in they it will embolden the drillers because to be honest with you, they out here drilling like it's Grand Theft Auto. You know? They drilling in Papua New Guinea. They got gangs over there, right? So going back to the story that I was saying. I'm watching, you know, I'm watching this young man enjoy his life with his brother. And then come Sunday morning when I wake up, the brother dead, right? The brother's dead. They say every time that little Dirk drops an album, somebody in his crew dies. You feel me? Every time he drops a project, somebody dies. You know what I'm talking about? They drilling in Ghana. You know? So this time, it ain't his homie. It's not his manager. It's not his producer. It's his blood brother. It's family. It's his blood. Headshot in Chicago, right outside the club. You feel me? And I'm like, damn, bro. That shit gotta hurt. All little Dirk talk about on his lyrics is killing niggas. That's all he talks about. You don't talk about. That's all Smirky will talk about is body and something and drilling and and you know the ops and all of this. That's that's his whole catalog. You know. Very negative energy. You know? Yeah, Charleston White had talked about it. Yeah, he did. And it's like, it's an unpopular opinion to talk crazy about the young nigga, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, bro. Everybody around him is dying. He gonna lose room on his neck to keep carrying all of those RIP chains. It's too many people dying. It, it's, the shit is, it don't make no sense. So it's like, Yo, tell him stop dissing the dead home. Tell him stop this. It's a continuous cycle. But the, the what I'm saying is this is where the venom comes in. This is where the vitriol, this is where the spell comes in. This is how they work this shit. His pain is being felt by millions of people. That energy that he's going through because he's well liked and well, he has a, his album, that album that they just dropped went number one in 30 countries. Uh, him and Little Baby, right? 
That shit went number one in 30 countries. You dig what I'm saying? So what he's going through, mad people are going through. They like, yo, when King Vaughn got killed, you got white kids from suburban America America talking about, yo, we gonna, yo, uh, they in the comment section talking about they gonna kill uh little Tim and the other boy. Uh what's the boy from Baton Rouge that he got drama with? Yeah, the the, the fake conscious community gonna say it's a sacrifice. Man, if you niggas don't get away from me with all of that clones and sacrifice and look, he has a goat on his chain and there was a song on his album called Three-Headed Goat. So he's Illuminati. I mean, not Quando Rondo, right? And of course, the NBA Youngboy shit, right? But now you got all of these white kids from suburbia or, you know, Poindexter's niggas from like, you know, they, they don't get busy and whatnot. Now they're putting their energy into, you know, speeding up the murder or the death of another black man and taking away another son from one of our sisters, from a black woman, from a mother. These are this it's an open war going on and everybody's involved. This shit is a real life video game. This is Grand Theft Auto, my nigga. This is Call of Duty. And it got a soundtrack. You understand? And it got a soundtrack. The deaths are influencing other states and other people to kill more. That's why you're seeing the rise in the drilling. That's why when I asked everybody to put what your city is, you were seeing the whole fucking United States and across the pond, nigga. And they're killing at a high rate. When high, when, 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 when high stature individuals like, uh, little Dirk's brother get killed, right? D thing. That's going to raise the murder rate. Not in Chicago at this point. That's the way that they setting it up. It's not just in Chicago. It's going to raise the murder rate all summer everywhere else. Because the youth have murder on their mind. And it's not just beef no more. It ain't like East Coast, West Coast. And, you know, they was cause But even in East Coast, West Coast, there was bodies dropping. But now it's a real body dropping, blood shedding type of ritual. Candyman type shit. Yeah, the Purge movie is coming out called Purge Forever. Purge Forever. So how... In your right, how could you stop a beef like that? Because I was reading posts where, you know, they had some of the old heads like, yo, for all of the steppers and all of the drillers and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? In the last year, Dirk made $30 million and Vaughn and Deep Thang got murdered. Coincidence? Bro, you got to be outside, my nigga. The coincidence of the fact is this nigga has drama. He has murder beefs. It's not about how much he made. Let's not let's let's not get lost in that. It's not about how much these artists make. There's nobody sitting around saying, yo, kill my brother and my cousin so I can make $30 million. That's not how this shit works. I'm outside, my niggas. That's not how this shit works. 
You you understand? You gotta be outside. If you if you're talking like that, you're not outside. You're not from you're not outside. You don't know what's going on in these streets, bro. So that's not how to, that let's not interject crazy fucking rhetoric into the conversation. These young men are getting lined up. Wrong place, wrong time. We take negative situations and make it worse when we say shit like that. We got to get to the root of the problem that there's some gang wars going on. And like I said, I, I should be minding my business, not in the gang. I'm not in the gang. But I'm a reporter. I'm a teacher. I'm a scholar. I'm a father. I'm a big homie to young homies that... You know, they in the field and whatnot. Elders for counsel, youth for war. You understand? Elders for counsel, youth for war. The, the, the young kids are going to spin regardless. They're going to kill something regardless. That's in their hearts. They was killing when I was coming up. They was I, When I was 13, they was getting busy. In my hood, it just wasn't at the level of because they didn't have the access. They had access to 380s, 25s, and Tech 9s. Now they got access to M16s, uh, uh, motherfucking Dracos, and AKs. Elders for counsel, youth for war. The big homies is sending the young. Uh, so the young drillers on missions and whatnot, and they out here shooting shit the fuck up. They out here shooting shit the fuck up. So, as an elder who was outside before, and I'm connected to people who have real big positions in the streets. They the real big homies, right? They the big homie, big homies. You understand my generation, this, this, the people that I came up, because remember, I'm a New Yorker, but New Yorkers are everywhere pulling strings. We in Atlanta making shit happen. We in Los Angeles pulling through, making shit happen. We in Chicago pulling strings behind the scenes, making shit happen. We every, we in the Carolinas, we in the Virginias, DMV making shit happen. So it's going to take people such as myself who have influence over people who I came up with, the niggas who will listen to me, who I could sit down with and brainstorm with and say, yo, what are we going to do with the youth? How are we going to give these children, these young niggas who don't feel like they feel like they on our level at this point? Because once you, what you going to tell a, a, a 18 year old or a 19 year old is shedding blood. You been in the army, my niggas? You know what I mean? You're you going to tell a soldier who, who's out here killing shit what, what to do and what not to do? If you're not his general, he's not going to listen to you. He's going to murk you if, if, if you get out of line. These the same niggas last year, though, took their tail when the police shit popped off. These are the same niggas last year that was asking me if I had Black Lives Matter t-shirts. These are the same niggas, right? Right? Remember, Little Baby made that song, The Bigger Picture. He was out here trying to be Black Lives Matter. 
but they also out here raising the murder rate on their younger brothers. These are I'm talking about these are young, these is these are they they they're they're knocking off a lot of the future messianic ones. You know? And for what? What, what, what comes at what's at the end of that <laughs> i'm wondering so how could you take somebody who lost a brother or a cousin and tell them yo just forget about it and move on you know what i'm talking about there's better things in life go invest in crypto or something you know what i mean like go buy you some amc stocks nigga what are you gonna tell these young kids did a did a these 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 dudes is living in pain they on Medicaid. They I need medical. I need medical. They on medicine. They on prescriptions because they on they on dope. They sipping on lean. You know what I mean? They're taking perks and what perkies and whatnot because niggas is in pain. They lost their homies. They they I remember being I remember in 94 when I lost my day one. It still affects me to this day, bro. Whenever I go, I go on, I could go on Instagram and I see one of his family members and it still affects me to this day. My heart still is hurting. One of the brothers, I was locked up with him. Remember when I gave you my story last show about me doing time on an island on C-74? Me and my nigga Tone Capone, we was like this. That was my A1. That was my day one. I mean, that was he. he was him. And he got his fucking brains blown out on, on right in front of Macy's in downtown Brooklyn and whatnot. And I was 10 minutes behind him. I got there 10 minutes too late and I had the blicky on me. And it was and in and, and, and a nigga that killed them. I knew the nigga. The brother who killed one of my best friends, I, I knew him too. And he was a meek nigga. But he got clapped. By the person he shot, the person who shot him. And when he got shot, he turned into a monster. He went from a real meek type of dude into a monster. He was doing contract hits until he found, until he flew off for the top of a building a few years later. So when I go back into that mind state, I say to myself, what could somebody have told me back then? They would have made me say, we're going to be, we, we, you know, niggas is going to have to back off a homie's ass and whatnot. And we don't want to see this dude dead. I'm just keeping it a buck with you. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm being very transparent with you. What could somebody have told me at that ripe age of, I wasn't even 20 at that point. I came home covered in blood, crying to my father. I was in, I remember being in a hospital and they lied to us and was like he was going to make it and whatnot. And then I remember the police and the doctors coming out with a plastic bag with all of his clothes and whatnot and, 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 and his belongings shit. It, the shit just scarred me for life. What am I going to say? Oh, there's a bigger enemy out there. You know what I mean? We got to focus on, you know, the, 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 uh, the Wazuzu. Niggas is not trying to hear that. <laughs> They're not into that. There's a war going on outside. They know who they op. They got, they, 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 they ops look like them. 
So I thought about it and I was like, shit. Look at what happened this weekend with Floyd Mayweather. Right? Where he was able to take a situation and he was able to take it wasn't a beef because it wasn't authentic right it was all orchestrated if you ask me he never really had a problem with the white boy you know what i'm talking about he just was committing highway robbery like he said he committed robbery um i wanted to get the people on the show and he was fighting to survive as you guys can see um Every time he punched, he'll clinch. Every time he'll punch, he'll clinch. He was a bigger guy. And um, a little awkward. Well, he, he, his background is wrestling, if I'm not mistaken. So he was good at tying me up. So a guy that came in over 200 and some pounds. I came in at 155, but no excuse. I had fun tonight. And, um, you know, I go out there to put on a show. So, and they say... It's not all about the money. Well, the kids can't eat legacy. They can eat, they can eat off the currency. So I believe in building generational wealth. That's what's important to me. My trunks alone, just my trunks alone, 30 million, just with the, with the patches on my trunks, that's 30 million alone. So who's really the smartest one in the sport of boxing? And y'all getting y'all y'all getting upset, y'all getting upset. And guess what? I'm not going to no boxing sites because all they do, I get the hate on both sides. If you don't like me, don't write about me. If, uh. if you guys don't want to see me do no exhibitions, don't come, don't watch. I, I come on record and tell y'all when it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. Legalized <laughs> bank robbing. What's I fucking with my name. changes to money Mayweather I start making money you gotta speak things don't make no sense so y'all can keep y'all can write the stories that y'all wanna write I don't care if y'all write good stories I don't care if y'all write bad stories at the end of the day I will always have a last life cause you say cause the people that write the stories you're like damn I'm writing this story about Floyd but look at the house I go to basically look saying he robbed you niggas they, they bought the uh, string Telling me that this kid, you tell me another boxer that makes thirty million dollars from patches on his trunks. Tell me one. Tell me one. I'm remember y'all got y'all forget. I'm the one that put heavyweights out of business when I was fighting. It was all about the the big guys, the heavyweights. I put them out of business. All the guys that y'all said was extraordinary, the Canelos and the Pacquiao's, I made them look ordinary. Then y'all go back and say, oh, we want to see Floyd fight him again. Why? We can get it, we can get it done right the first time. You ain't got to do it the second time. <laughs> if this kid said he'd been training every day for years, every day in boxing, I'm somewhere in Aruba, in the Bahamas, in Dubai, I'm traveling the world on my jet. 
making millions every month, not worried about not worried about nothing. And then when I say it's a chance for me to do a heist, a quick <laughs> a quick heist, I'm gonna let y'all know this. Y'all can say what y'all want to say. At the end of the day, I'm the smart one. Because I don't care if you write good about me, you write bad about me, just keep writing about me. Y'all keeping my, y'all keeping my name out there. They're talking about, oh yeah, Floyd, they, they, they say, oh Floyd don't look good like he used to look. My bank account looking better and better each and every day. <laughs> and, I, and no, no, and I'm not, and I'm not coming back to the sport of boxing. Absolutely not. I, I, I did what I had to do. I made my mark on the sport. I kept all my, I got all, I got, I got all my faculties. Made a ton, made a ton of money. They brought money and everything, money and everything. Well, I know we got to eat food every day to survive, so we can live longer, and that takes money. So, to me, it looks like money is everything. But one thing, money can't come between, not not between me and my children. I love them unconditional. So. I knew I was supposed to have been out here earlier this week. I was supposed to have got to Miami early. The most important thing was my daughter's graduation. To me. I'm just saying, to me. Morning after the fight. Not too shabby. They're fighting the best. Uh, See, this is my thing. This is my thing. You created a fucking monster out of this goddamn Peckerwood and whatnot. You didn't put him down. You didn't do what you was sent there. Did you have one fucking job, right? That was to lay this motherfucker out so we don't have to see him anymore. Pack him up. But he's not going anywhere. Now he got a battery in his back and he's going to talk shit. We got we to gotta listen to the fucking pause. Who are these niggas? So I'm seeing this narrative going around that there's one part in the fight where, where Floyd punched me and I kind of like leaned on him a little bit and it, it kinda looks like I kind of went limp. Uh, and people are trying to spin it and say that he knocked me out and caught me and kept me up to keep the fight going uh, to the to the eighth round. Shut the fuck up. Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, stop trying to discredit what happened last night. Make no mistake. Got a lot of good punches in. A couple photos. I, I got fucked up a couple shots. I didn't know my face could, like, make that shape. But never rocked. Never blacked out. Never obviously got knocked out. Um, he did hold me up. He tried to take me out. And go to, it was great. So... <clears throat> You know, everybody can have their opinion about whatever happened. I'm not here to kind of deal with that. You know what I mean? Floyd told the people how he feels. He that was uh, so I don't have to speak for him. He said it himself. It came out of his mouth. It was a legal bank robbery. What I'm pointing out is the possibilities of the younger generation taking that same route even though we're in this state of we're 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 in this phase of life where everything is fucking cheesy you know what i mean like you know it's just, it is what it is like we've just come to accept it you know what i'm saying you know it's counterfeit fucking champions and you know what i mean like this shit has devolved a bit but how about these rappers who out here beefing, you know what I mean? 
get into the fucking ring. You know what I mean? Like, how about people who can't seem to make peace with each other get in the ring, put on some gloves, and, and get a bag? You feel me? And thug it out, slug it out. Instead of being out here shooting up innocent civilians, innocent bystanders, you know what I mean? Traumatizing whole communities. These niggas will spin the block and shoot up whole blocks, bro, with military weapons. Okay? But turn into, uh, you know, they turn into Black Lives Matter advocates when it's anything else but their own. So the only solution, because all of that kumbaya, we need peace, that's not going to work in the hood, in the industry at this, at this point in the game. I don't know about down the line, but I know at this point in the game, they, nobody's trying to hear that. They, that's not going to work. The only thing that I could see working in the favor of trying to take out you know to and, and i'm reaching right now this is a this is a dalit reach <laughs> the nigga from street fighter with the long arms this is a reach this is a e honda reach my niggas this is a chun Li reach but it is one of the only solutions because nobody is going to shake hands and hug and i'm not even talking about the whole little dirk situation because to be honest with you I think that's too far gone. You know what I mean? That's too far gone. Nothing is going to stop that man from getting revenge for losing his brother, his cousin, and all of his peoples. It, until the feds come in or Rico or somebody come and slow them down, it's not going to stop. The shit that's going on in Chicago, it's not going to stop. It's just too, I, I, I feel it's too ingrained and it's too, it's part of the culture at this point. I wish that it would stop. I wish the big homie, they would, I wish they would let Larry Hoover come home and Larry would take over and start talking some sense and bring some type of quote unquote order and whatnot. That would be a motherfucking layup. You know what I mean? If, if Kanye and Kim, you know what I mean? Before they get divorced, they bring Larry home. That would be great. Right. But if anybody's ever been in war, especially street wars, you know how deep it gets. It's layers upon layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. You feel me? Somebody said that it's beyond Hoover. At this point, yeah, I I I get it. I get it. And I'm I, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to put put stick my nose into chicago politics because i'm not on the ground out there i just was in chicago trying to find certain you know I, I was in chicago asking questions when i went out there in april i was inquisitive i wanted to know and the answers that i got solidified the stance that i have to take where i have to say you know what I got to bow out of that one because it's a little too deep for your boy. I, I only sweep. I don't swim in Olympic pools, my nigga. No, I swear I could swim in an Olympic pool. That shit is a little deeper. It's like an ocean. You know, 
that's something that the that you know i could deal with new york and to be honest with you even with the brooklyn new york shit that's a little too deep for me to be honest with you but elders for counsel you for war these record labels is putting millions behind the wars the clout as it has it's too many suburban suburban white kids that are invested in seeing black people on some hunger games mandingo war shit that that, that, it'll never stop these niggas want beckys and whatnot they they're impressing beckys and ken dolls and paul logan and these niggas it will never stop they have the attention of white america it will never stop they're being paid millions of it it will never stop you know it will never stop A lot of people pouring gasoline on the fire. Yeah, academics is one of the main ones. It's a fucking spell. It's an egregor. You know what I mean? It's an entity. Niggas is possessed. Candyman. They possess with the spirit of murder. And like I said, you could tell that it's an egregor and you know that it's a spirit because the shit spread all around the world like this. You don't think that that's a spell? You don't think that's a spell? And all you niggas is out here with your Illuminati talking out the side of your stupid ass necks. Talking about, oh, this person is a clone. You know, the simp- you know refocus your studying onto egregors and to the spell that's taking place in this culture focus on that focus on the people that are at these labels and whatnot the the cabalists the spirit cookers focus on that go and find out who the heads of these labels are and their connection to israel and their connection to some of these warlocks and these these magicians and whatnot focus on that you know what i'm talking about focus on that before you niggas is out here Whatever the fuck y'all, because I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't be understanding what y'all be saying. I don't know where y'all get y'all information from. You know what I mean? I, I do. I kind of do. It's some goofy ass teachers that been around for a long time and they say a lot of shit out of the sides of their necks. And it seems that you niggas is just blindly following them. But what I could tell and what I could see is something very apparent that the young generation is in trouble bro they're having an eternal war that war is breeding a lot of hate it's breeding a lot of vitriol it's breeding a lot of pain you know they got a song on an album called rich off pain with rod wave off of the little dirk little baby album rich off pain if I could spit a bar about my pain, I could get rich off of it. You know, it's a whole category of pain music now. Like how they got emo music and whatnot. They got pain music. So that's your, they're, they're soundtracks to the, to the, to the, to the, to the loss of life. Right. Like I said, like I said, like I said. I'm bringing this up 
to show me personally my experience over the weekend of listening to a project, right? And you listen to some of these projects, you go deeper into the lives of these artists, right? You go, you, you, it's a movie. The projects are like a movie. So it's almost like I'm sitting in a movie theater, right? Yeah, pain creates the best art. That's true. Cool, right? That's true. Do you know what I'm talking about? And as I'm watching the movie, you become invested in the characters in the movie, right? Like I'm, I'm pop smoke come out with an album. You know, I was ignoring pop smoke for a long time. I'm like, who is this nigga? Like, this is not, this is trash. Right. And then I started, you know, it grew on me. It grew on me. I had a long talk with my son and the shit grew on me. He was like, nah, dad, this, he kind of painted certain pictures to me. And I listened to it with a different ear. So now I'm invested in Pop Smoke and he gets killed. I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. So it makes me go deeper into the storyline, right? It makes me go deeper into the storyline because now I'm emotionally invested because somebody that I was beginning to, you know, because you can't separate when you're dealing with music. How could you separate you know what I mean? The way that you may feel about an artist from the, you can't separate that shit. If you're into the music, you're into the artist. You feel me? I'm into Nipsey, right? I go to Tampa to um Derek Grace and whatnot. We go, we go to link up with Derek Grace. Derek Grace come and pick us up. He's paying victory lap, right? Because him and Nipsey was more cooler, uh, at that point right so he's rocking uh, victory lap and he's telling us about nip and all of the plans that they have so i'm like damn i'm i'm becoming encapsulated in his project and now i'm I, you know i'm in a nip zone a few months later maybe a year later nip gets killed i get affected personally to the point where i gotta go all the way to la and meet his mother and just see him you know get buried and everything like that shit really affected me so it's like now i'm tapped in and it, it, there's a few other artists that this happened with so now i'm with my son you know i'm bonding with my son you know what i mean i'm like yo what's your favorite song he's like uh you know i like the one with meek mill i'm like oh yeah that shit is fire i like 2040 he's like, okay i like soft with um with, with with my dude, you know, it's lit. Travis Scott. So on Sunday I wake up and the, and I, I like I said I seen the brother with his brother. I'm like yo they they you know they look happy. That's good. I you know I like to see young black men doing good, smiling, looking like that they're enjoying their lives. And then boom, your brother's dead. Right? I couldn't imagine some shit like happening to me. So then you got to put yourselves in their shoes and be like, that's some scary shit. What the fuck do you do now? The whole world is looking at you. The feds is looking at you. 
Your people is looking at you. Your family is looking at you. Your children is looking at you. What the fuck do you do now? It's a vicious cycle. But you on you on a, you on records talking reckless about niggas that you got beef with this already dead. So I'm like in a occult world. They say if you speak dead, if you speak ill of the dead, they will come and visit you. <laughs> so there's lessons to be learned. And the whole backbone of the drill culture is predicated on them pissing on the graves of their ops. You see what's going on in, 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 in fucking Duval County with these little niggas. You see what's going on in Baton Rouge with, with these little niggas. You see what's going on in Chicago and in Brooklyn. And we're cheerleading this shit. I'm not saying us personally, but they got millions upon millions upon millions of people straight cheerleading this shit. It's some sick shit, y'all. It's some sick shit. And my question is, as a people, because remember... We marching for black men that's getting murdered that we don't know. Okay? You niggas know them after they put their baby picture out there. Oh, they killed somebody innocently. Remember, I called it the color wars. Mr. Green, Mr. Brown, Mr. White. There's always a color. Freddie Gray. You know what I mean? We don't know these people personally. I never heard a song from these niggas. I don't see them on Worldstar. I didn't see a video from them. I just know that it's fucked up that they got killed. But they're out here killing people that we know. Entertainers that are entertaining you. You have a more of a relationship with them. Yeah, today is Prince's birthday, right? We got to play purple like Prince. So my main thing is psychologically, right? Because we are traumatized as a people. Psychologically, what is that doing? Not just for you old ass, not, not for the old heads. What is it doing for the youth, for the 13-year-olds, for the 14-year-olds? Like I said, when I lost, when Scott LaRock died, I was traumatized. I didn't even know him. You don't talk about? That was one of the first rappers that died. I was like, I was fucked up. I was a little kid. And he wasn't even a rapper. He was a DJ. I was fucked up. I was like, yo, they killed Scott LaRock. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? I didn't even think that rap was going to go on after that. When fucking Rain, when, when Spit and Ramos died in the movies, I was traumatized. The, the niggas that was doing graffiti. So what is going on with 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds that are living vicariously through the drill rappers and these kids are out here killing each other? Yeah, I remember when little JoJo died. I remember the JoJo thing. Are the parents sitting down with the youth and finding out, uh, you, do you need some mental, uh, do you need some help? Uh, you need some mental health? Uh, you need some therapy? Do you need somebody to talk to? They're not going to say that. They, what do these kids do? They say, you know what? The old niggas is drinking lean and they popping perks and whatnot. And then some of them is even snorting cokes. You feel me? Yeah, I remember JoJo shit started that with, with the whole with 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 uh with Chief Keith 
and your boy the the other the, the other nigga who's out here uh flirting with death little reese little reese he got one foot in one foot out Then we went through the Biggie. Then we went through the Pac. We went through a lot of that shit. And, you know, we the way that we shook that off was popping bottles in the club, drinking Cognac, smoking pounds of weed. You know what I mean? And, you know, betting a whole lot of women. That, and, and getting fresh, my nigga. That was how we was able to cover up a lot of our scars, counting money. You know what I'm talking about? Standing on couches, popping bottles, becoming that nigga and whatnot. That's that was our way of coping. That was our coping mechanism to just get it and whatnot, to pop up and hop out of, of forums and whatnot. That was our coping mechanism because we were traumatized and we were hurt. So all I'm saying is there's a war going on outside. You know, um, they got to, they should be bringing hands back. You know what I mean? In some, situ some situations, I don't know. Like some situations are so far gone, bro. Some situations are so far gone. It's so far gone. Yeah, the PTSD is real. That's why black mental health is an ill fucking thing and mad hoods, dudes is snapping. Dudes is snapping. Niggas is getting violent in their households. Black men is snapping. Black women is snapping. PTSD is real. Everybody is coming outside this summer. Motherfuckers been bottled up and boxed in their house for a year and a half and whatnot. They finna snap. You know what I'm talking about? Be careful at them day parties. Be careful at them ratchet ass hood uh motherfucking uh denim and gold parties and shit like that. Be careful at them pool parties, my nigga. Be careful at Henny Palooza, my nigga. Be careful at them yacht parties. Just be on point. That's all I'm saying. I don't want nothing to happen to none of y'all. But it would be remissive. It would be almost facetious of me to not. And I'm not a fear monger. I'm not pointing out. I don't want nobody to be living in fear. You might live in Boise, Idaho right now listening to the show. I don't want you to go outside looking every way like, oh, my goodness. And somebody drive by playing a uh, fucking little baby and you start getting scared and whatnot. No, this is not about fear. This is not about cowardice. This is not about tucking your tail. This is not about locking yourself in a crib for the summer. This is just about being more on point. And for my fellas out there, for my big bros out there, this is about trying to be solutionaries and, you know, being an intermediary to because I'm not stepping in front of nobody's fights and I'm minding my business. How about that? I'm not put I'm not butting my nose in nobody's beef. Niggas get murked for that. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm focusing on making sure that mines is safe. You know, but I'm willing to do the work with other elders 
to counsel these youth. I, I'll do that. I'll pull up in the hood and I'll sit down with, with, with these at-risk youth and I, I, I'll chop it up with them. But I'm not standing on no blocks with no niggas, bro. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not becoming no shield, my nigga. I'm not becoming no buffer. No, nigga. Don't do, don't even call me for that. I'm not marching with you niggas. You feel me? I'm not going to no precincts to march. I'm not doing none of that. Take me to where the smoke is at. Let me see who what I could do. When we go to Kentucky, them niggas in Kentucky is wildin'. I'm listening to this rapper nigga, EST, I think his name is. These niggas is really out here drilling niggas. And they got me in Kentucky talking about the violence. You know what I'm talking about? I gotta go. We they doing an outs, they got they gotta have us standing outside in the hood, soapboxing to these niggas. And I did that in Kentucky a few years ago. And we was in a hood hood. You know what I'm saying? We was in a hood hood. And it didn't feel scary, but I could feel the thickness. Yeah, ESTG. I could feel the thickness in the air. I could feel the murder in the air. You ever been in a neighborhood and you could feel the murder? Like I said before. Everywhere that I go, damn near everywhere that I go, these are residential areas with mad houses. You understand? I be the shit baffles me. I'm driving through Best Style of a night. I'm like, yo, it's mad fucking brownstones out here. <laughs> it's nothing but brownstones out here. You know what I mean? These niggas is Huxtables. I'm driving through Kentucky, mad real estate houses. I'm driving through Connecticut, mad houses. I'm driving through um. Where else I'm driving? I'm driving through Baltimore. Even though there was some spots in Baltimore that was mad scary, there was a lot of real estate. People coming out of houses, right? Not dilapidated, burnt down projects. Niggas wasn't in Cabrini Green and whatnot. You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't like dudes was coming out of shanty towns. These niggas come out of, of family houses. Family houses. I'm like, it's the drug culture. It's the gang culture. It's outside influences. Motherfuckers is trying to be like LA. You know what I mean? Because you know everybody wanted to be a blood in a crip. Because their hood wasn't violent enough. So they turned it up into a violent ass killing field. Trying to follow these niggas with jerry curls out of the West Coast. Because they saw colors, boys in a hood. Minister Society, they bought their MC8 fucking album, Ice Cube and all of that. Niggas is just following the trends. And then, like I was saying in my story the other day, when I was giving you the Rikers Island story, the Bloods came to New York because they had to. Because they had to. It was the environment was ripe for gangs to form because there was a there was a proxy war going on in the jails from the latin side the same way in la they got the proxy war in jail on the mexican side in new york city there was a proxy war going on from puerto ricans puerto ricans niggas supposed to be down with us and dominicans was banging on us talking about that they was fighting back because they was tired of getting robbed and what that so out of that smoke the gangs from L.A. was able to 
the seed was planted in Rikers Island and that blossomed and it bloomed and it spilled out from the jails back into the streets, Brooklyn, Queens, Harlem, Staten Island. Now the whole New York is red and blue. The whole new, you heard the bloods is heavy in New York. What the fuck? Nigga. You don't got to look fucking far, nigga. Every single artist out of New York is a gang member. Starting from Bobby Schmurda and them, right? Think about everybody that's popping in New York. They're all affiliated. Dave East. Jim Jones. Cardi B. Even a fake ass Takashi Six Nine, uh, Fabio, Pop Smoke, anybody coming Dipset, anybody coming out of New York post Dipset are all affiliated. So what you talking about? You heard it. There's a, the, the influence that the New York is. Uh, there's no escaping that. Young Ma. Everybody's it's all affiliation. Everybody is uh, is banging. It's all banging music. <laughs> it's all banging music. Yeah, it started from the dip set. And I'm gonna do an interview with Jim Jones one day, God willingly. You know what I mean? That's the homie. Capo. You know, shout out to Duke the God, shout out to all of the dip sets, you know what I mean? Cause you know, they they that that's 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 New York. They they're pillars in the community, uh the hip hop community and whatnot. But I would love to have the conversation. You know, I would love to have the conversation. You know, besides Joey Badass. Yeah, I'm talking about the I'm talking about niggas that get radio play that are popping. That's in the clubs. They're not playing Joey Badass in the motherfucking club like that. No respect to no disrespect to Joey Badass. And, and whatnot, but that's not what they're not doing. That even ASAP Rocky, he's known and he's respected. I'm talking about what they play in the strip clubs, what they play in the discotheque, what they play in the motherfucking hood clubs, and what they playing on a radio. <laughs> they're not playing these niggas on a radio. Okay, let's just be clear. They playing Joey Badass on Shade 45 radio and other things. He's on the internet, but he's not on Hot 97. They're not dropping bombs. Flex is not re rewinding his song 800 times. They're doing that for gangbangers. Okay? They're doing that for the gangbangers. Joey Badass is down with the shower. What shower posse? What the fuck? Is he from the 80s, nigga? They're... Shower Posse was from the 80s, bro. There's no Shower Posse in New York. You know what I mean? I don't know about that. You know? So that, that's just what it is. It's in plain view. It's in plain sight. It's not hidden. New York is gang culture. New York is a gang, is a gang enclave. And all boroughs and all of the youth are directly or indirectly affected. They're, they're, if you turn on the radio every night and all you hear 
you the top artists you know who they affiliated with it's not a fucking secret what you don't think that they're influencing every fucking youth to be down with a set you don't think that that's not influencing impressionable minds of young girls to rock red fucking wigs and get sexed in And get on demon time. Yeah, you make conscious music. Salute to you, King. So one of the goals when we were standing strong in Harlem before the Bambada fiasco was we was going to take our influence and lean on the DJs and lean on the radio stations and lean on the, on the industry niggas in New York City because at that point we had that much influence that we could force them to put one of our rappers on. Right? Yeah, Lloyd Banks album is fire. I was vibing to that. You know what I mean? I was definitely vibing to that. That was our that was one of my goals personally. It wasn't everybody else's goal because everybody don't have the vision that I have and they're not invest they don't know, you know, we all move differently. Everybody is a general in their own way. But I was like, we're gonna put together a motherfucking uh uh, you know, we're gonna put together a lean squad. We're gonna lean on some people because we need some things to happen. We need to push ourselves into some of these rooms. We need to get out, we need to debo ourselves into some of these motherfucking ballrooms and make some things happen. We need to turn some tables over if need be. But that never happened. You know? That never happened. So it's become like, it's, it's the gangs are like games. And Takashi 69 he only, he, he, he debased it, right? He debased it. He threw the bloods to the wolves. And he made it a hundred percent worse than what it ever was. He made the, he gave the goofies heart. He gave the goofies heart. You know what I'm talking about? He gave the goofies heart. So now there's a whole bunch of goofy niggas running around acting like they about that life, and we already know what it is. You know what I'm talking about? But they protect it. So it's just a it's it's a it's a quagmire in these streets. It's a quagmire. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So the best thing that we can do is get our children's minds, right, off of this opiate. They're addicted. This is an opiate. They are heavenly fucking influenced by TikTok, gang culture, online, gang culture, social media, gang culture, gang, gang, nigga. That's a fact. But they mad pussy when it comes to standing up against white people. They soft. They don't have no fucking smoke. So they just a bunch of self-hating. They're being trained and they're being groomed to be some self-hating niggas. And we can't do nothing with nobody like that. Because I'm not a general that's going to send, you know what I mean? I mean, 
few niggas got to get cleaned up. But I'm not, I'm not sitting around initiating gang wars. It don't mean it don't serve me no. You know what I mean? It don't serve me nothing to send young kids to kill other young kids. I don't, I don't. That's not my purpose in life. That's not what I signed up for. There are some people my age. That's their purpose, and that's what they're doing. Look who the gatekeepers are. Yeah, Ebro in New York City Radio, Ebro, The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, or Leonard, Envy. Ebro is a program director, so he's more important than everybody. Funkmaster Flex, DJ Clue, you know, people like that. And the gatekeepers are these label executives. And it's a bunch of Poindexter niggas at Spotify and all of these niggas never been outside. You know what I'm talking about? They they real fucking moist, but they're protected by the industry. These niggas would be running around wearing Rockaway hats that, with the planes on them and whatnot and be dick riding to be at the brunch with Jay-Z. These niggas, all of them. Those are some of the gatekeepers. Those are the ones that we would have to go and see. You know what I mean? aggressively too not with no kumbaya we want to talk like nigga this is not joe biden in the black caucus you know what i'm talking about this is not the black caucus trying to sit down with joe biden niggas will have to sh you know i mean after the club when they come home you might have to be in vip in the crib like yo i need to talk to you you know what i'm talking about let's you know i've, I've prepared a meal sit down let's let's have a conversation that type of shit You know, Vlad TV. I mean, the vote. Look, the vultures only show up when there's dead bodies on the ground. Vlad is around because hip hop is dead. These niggas are carcasses. These these are cadavers. These are well dressed cadavers walking around. Nigga, you're in the death culture. What the fuck? <laughs> if if you didn't know. If you didn't know, that's why I was. That's why I'm like, yo, I'm bringing it up and talking about it, but almost to the end of the day, the solutions are futile because this is the death. We're in the throes of the death culture. This is zombie time. Niggas is on zombie time. It's we're in it. We're in a, this is aesthetic nihilism. These niggas are dead. You understand? And I'm talking about mentally, and I'm talking about their vibrations and whatnot. They're vibrating at a dead level. They, they're not alive yet. They're not thinking their brains and their quote unquote gig, their hurts and whatnot. The levels of their brain energy is not even considered to be alive. These niggas is on demon time. This is dev culture. So Vlad is hovering. Adam 22 is hovering over the bodies. They're interviewing zombies. They're interviewing, they're interviewing niggas that are literally dead. What can you do about that? We was out here over the years on the front lines doing our best to raise up the knuckle draggers. We was throwing lines out there. We was on 125th Street fishing like fishermen trying to capture these niggas. We was able to capture a few uh, bright minds and whatnot, but a lot of niggas got away from us. 
a lot of them got away from us. And now when I go back out there and I look around, it's it, it multiplied by 10. It's, it's, it's Atlanta. It's also multiplied by 10. So the influence that we that this been that was had, we lost that influence. We don't have that same type of grip on the hearts and the minds of the people. We don't have that same type of grip. We don't. When it when it, the community it, it collapsed from within, with all of the charlatans and the niggas that was out here doing wrong and whatnot. That when the streets saw that, they went back to sleep. They went back to sleep, yo. They went back to sleep. They was like, I'm out of here. This is some nigga shit. So do you know how many people got lost in that sauce? And now with the new teachers, they're not teach that. Like I said, the new batch of teachers, they giving out information. They're out here, you know, helping people get money and, you know, but it's not the same. Uh, and I, it is what it is. It's not the same. You know what I mean? They're influencing and they're helping. And yes, they're reaching the youth and whatnot. But the transformation, I feel, it, the people are transforming, but they're not, the, the way that they were transforming years ago, I was seeing a, a, a different type of transformation. It's a different type of transformation now. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You know, I don't know. God bless everybody. You know, God bless everybody. You know what I mean? God bless everybody. You know. What do you think the whole country would be without consciousness? I have no idea. Spirit missing. Yeah, the spirit is definitely missing. You know what I mean? Spirit is definitely missing. There's something missing. You know? There's something missing. The elders, I don't know what, what happened to them. They so a lot of them gave up, and I don't blame them. You know, I don't blame them. It was too unruly. They was like, "Shit, I'm going, I'm going chill in the crib." Like, So, you know, I say all of that to say that um, as we go into the summer, you know what I mean? As we go into this summer, I would, uh, I would, um, somebody said that I should build with them. Build with who? You know what I mean? Build with who? 
who should I build with? Because we done built with a lot of people over the years. We did a lot of building money. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't underestimate. Like I said, everything is not done on camera. You know what I mean? I don't always have a camera with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm definitely not taking out my phone and holding it up while I'm talking to people. Like, I, I don't do shit like that. So there's a lot of shit that you don't see. You feel me? And then there's some things that get captured on film. You know? But, um, you know, for all of, uh, for everybody that's out there with solutions, especially the younger generation, you know, because I think some of the old heads is out of touch. I don't know if they even, they don't understand the dynamics of the hood politics. They don't know the dynamics of the youth. I don't, I don't think that they could even rock with the youth like that. You know? I don't think that they could rock with the youth. They're not in touch like that. You know, Kwame Brown, Charleston White. Yeah. Umar. Yeah. You know, people like that. I think that they could do more talking to the young generation because they have their ears. And it's not about talking anymore. We got kind of like say, yo, we have a community center in the hood for the youth and we're going to teach y'all how to code we're going to teach y'all how to build we're going to teach y'all some trades how to build a community we're going to help you know what i mean we have scholarships we're bringing a, sh a shark tank to the hood with a million dollar uh rewards and a bag we you know we got to talk like that talk with your bread all of these financial dudes is running around talking about they the new black wall street and all of that they should put they should they should put a bag up you know what I mean? They should put some fucking ones up. They should put some bread up. And we need to talk with our pockets. Because that's what the youth is into. You know what I'm talking about? They into that bread. They they don't they don't want to hear no more rhetoric. They don't want to hear no more rhetoric. They want to see that want to see paper, niggas. You know what I mean? And rightfully so. They like show me the money and we'll listen to you. So collectively. If dudes is really about that life, they would come together and they would start building because we need building at the end of the day. We need some building. You know what I mean? We need some building. You dig? And we'll continue these conversations throughout the summer. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll brainstorm a little bit. You know what I mean? I might bring in other people so we could build a little bit more because, you know, I'm not the only talking head. You know what I mean? Uh, my brother Blue, he has a very, um, his mind works in wonderful ways and whatnot. And we have a pan, we have a, we have a lot of scholars that are in our circles and our networks and shit like that. So, you know, but I don't know where everybody's heart is at. You know what I mean, I don't know where everybody's heart is at. I don't know if they really care about the fucking block like that. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if they have bleeding heart. I don't know if they, I don't know if they care like that, to be honest with you. And it is, I'm not saying nothing derogatory because people care about what they want to care about. You know what I mean? I care because I'm invested because I have children. That's where my, that's where my concern comes in. You know what I mean? I have dogs in the race. I have horses in the race. That's why I'm concerned. 
because I have horses in a race. But everybody don't have that same type of concern. Some people don't have no children, so they don't they don't see it the same way that I see it. They're like, oh, well, you know, shit, shit happens. And what can I say? I'm not going to twist your arm to make you care about some fucking little children or some girls or some black people that you don't know. You don't have no affinity. You don't have no connection to. I, I mean, what the fuck? You know, that being said, I don't want to end it like that, like that. You know what I mean? You said Umar has scanned the donors. Yeah, well, you know, Umar needs to, you know, he needs to address that. You know what I mean, at the end of the day. But um, we're gonna leave on a high note. Play the today is Prince's birthday, so you know one of our biggest songs is Prince. Did I actually? We did the song on the day that he died. Rising power to him. We was in the studio with Cambada, and um, well, we didn't do the whole song. I just laid the hook the day that he died. Then we finished the song later on down the line and shit. We put his verse in there and I put my 16 on it. But um, you know, definitely shout out to Prince. Definitely. Yeah, we, we're gonna do a panel. We're gonna do a panel. I'll put something together. Maybe in Atlanta. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe out here. You no, know, it depends on how everything falls together and whatnot. But <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna do something. You know, we're gonna bring some sisters together, some brothers some influences, you know, I want to have this conversation. I want to brainstorm, you know what I mean? I want to, I want to come up with some solutions, you know what I mean? Elders for counsel, youth for war, you know? And I want to help the warriors to direct their, uh, their warfare in the right direction. Cause they're going to war. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't stop that. You know what I mean? The, the, the warriors are going to do what they do. You know what I mean? Warriors go to war. You know what I mean? Like, let's not play around with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you niggas were you you were young before, so you remember that energy. You got that energy. Like, you want to hurt something. You know what I'm saying? You got that energy. You you want to pound on something. You want to bounce off of something. You feel me? That's that energy. It's real. You know. You need to get away from, you need to step to the side when that shit is coming through because you could get hurt by it, but we got to direct that rage. We got to direct that laser beam and we got to direct all of that energy in a more productive fashion. You know what I mean? They could, they could go to war and build a city for us. You know what I mean? They could do something. They could go business is war. They could go to war in business. They could go to war in business. They don't have to kill each other end of the day so love and light to y'all i appreciate everybody y'all be you know what i mean y'all stay up oh damn hold on before i even leave i almost forgot i'm doing a quick survey i'm doing a quick survey because 
what I want to do is I need to find out what's the next. I'm doing a, another lecture, but I want to know from the people which I want to hear me talk about. Like I'm, I'm, I'm making it to where the people could decide. You know what I mean? I'm giving you the power. So here are the options. I'm going to take a vote right now. Give me one minute. Let me put it in the chat. Okay. This is going to be, this is going to be for this month. You know what I mean? I got a few things that I'm doing this month, but I'm also doing an online lecture. I want to know what y'all want to hear. Out. What do y'all want a lesson? What y'all want a class about? So here's the four topics. And y'all let me know. Okay. Y'all let me know. Alex said NFT. All right. Number one. All right. We got a few number ones. Digital economy. That old school metaphysics. Metaphysics, 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 and business. Okay. Metaphysics. Okay. Got a lot of murder physics down. Uh, number four. Other. What the fuck is other? Number one. Digital economy. Digital economy. How to bring about peace and understanding. We beef too much in the black community. Right. Right. Metaphysics. Three and four. Three. Mm. Okay. One, 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 one. Multiple income streams. Shout out to all of my stream chasers. I got a special surprise for y'all too. Number three, metaphysics. So we are we have a lot of people that want. So I'm gonna have to do the more whatchamacallit. Uh I'm gonna have to just do the straight up survey so where we could do the percentages and whatnot. Cause uh, you know. I don't know if I, I, I'm going to count them all up later on. So be sure to put your number in the chat. I'm going to get my calculator and I'm going to count everything. So whatever has the highest count, that's what I'm going to go with. You feel me? One and two, digital economy and business. Number three, metaphysics. Yeah. The metaphysical aspect of digital economy and how it deals in business. You're a legend. I like that. Continue the conversation about saving these kids. Right. Metaphysics or land ownership. Hmm. <laughs> Mike P said all of the above. Oh, straw, straw poll is easier. Okay, let me get on straw poll. It's been a while since we did the metaphysics too. You know what I mean? Like I gotta, I gotta get in that bag. You know what I mean? I really gotta get in that bag. Where how? What, what month are we in? The sixth month. We're six months into the year. I've done crypto. I've done 
the whole digital economy already. I've done, uh, I started it out. I started out the year with American gods and whatnot. Yeah. So we damn sure it's about that time because there's mad shit going on metaphysically wise. Now, remember we have a solar eclipse on the 10th, right? And we have the solstice on the 21st. June is fucking lit astronomically. June is super lit energy work wise manifestation wise uh burying a hatchet getting on a new wave and all that this month is it y'all i'm gonna deal more with that maybe on third out thursdays but this month is up and is stuck so please keep that in mind you might want to get on your fast you might want to get in a gym for a 30-day uh, challenge you know what i'm saying you might want to start getting that water fast that fruit fast you might want to start you know getting ready to pack some shit up you know what I mean? But it's on it's here. We're in this month. We're in this month. A class where everybody put their bread up and start something. I'm feeling that. You know what I mean? I'm feeling that. I'm definitely feeling that. So I will bring my answer to y'all on Thursday's show. Yeah, somebody said oh, I'm gonna have call-ins. Yeah, that's coming. That's coming. I got call-ins coming. Feel me? You do okay. That's what's up. You fasting from the 10th to the 21st. You a legend. I promise you, all kind of shit is gonna start coming to you as a result of that. Cause this is, you know, we in the middle of we in the beginning of summer, red summer. You know what I mean? This is when the red summer album kicked off in June. This is this is that turn up, you know what I mean? I'm going to be shooting some videos when I go to Atlanta. I'll be in Atlanta, like I said, for the anniversary for Tupac Shakur. You feel me? And uh, I'm, I'm intending on shooting a video then because we got to get some visuals out for this album. I've been sitting on this album for too long. I just had a lot of shit on my plate. So, you know, um, it's, it's entertainment time. You know what I mean? It's music time. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that I could do not the only thing, but the most efficient thing that I could do to offset what's going on with the drill culture is to try to bring this uh, God hop and whatnot to the table. And, 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 and who knows, maybe I could influence them through the visual vortex. You know what I mean? I could influence them through the music. I don't I have no idea. You'll be surprised what your creations can do when you're not even looking, when you're sleeping, who's being influenced by your art and your work and your movement and your story and whatnot. I have no idea who I'm affecting. That's why I have to create art and throw it and see if it sticks on a wall. That's the really what I, you know what I mean? Like I'm in the fucking dark. I'm in the dark, but I'm not in the dark to where I don't have anything to offer and whatnot. So I got to use this music as a weapon. You know what I mean? And not to destroy my own. I got to use this shit as a weapon because I'm fighting against the death coach. I'm trying to wake these niggas up. You know what I'm talking about? To this day. That's facts. To this day. So in situations like that, support is needed. Support is mandatory. It's required because men lie, women lie, numbers don't. You know what I mean? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. The first note of ledger is coming up. I got some plays on some new crypto that I want y'all to 
really know about. There's some coins that are popping. Y'all, y'all think that everything is quiet, but shit is going up. You know what I mean? Shit is going up. You know what I'm talking about? There's a bunch of new coins. The holders token is popping. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Pink Panda. Pink Panda is popping. You know what I'm talking about? It's some shit. It's some shit popping. You know what I mean? Don't fall asleep. That Shibu is popping. You know what I'm talking about? That Shibu is popping. You know what I mean? So we're gonna we 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 can't forget about the crypto. So that's gonna be Know the Ledger. We're starting a new channel on YouTube called Know the Ledger, and uh, you know, we're gonna be yeah. So it's yeah, it does start with metaphysics. You know what I mean? It does start with metaphysics. So I'm I promise you, like. <laughs> You know, we're going to bring it back to where we started from. You know what I mean? I don't want to go too far away from where my foundation is. And my foundation undeniably is metaphysics. You know what I'm talking about? Undeniably. It's metaphysics. That's my, that's what I stand on. You know what I mean? So. I appreciate everybody for their insight. I appreciate everybody for their feedback. I appreciate all of y'all for your attention. We went three hours. It's not easy to sit down for three hours and, and listen to somebody. So, you know, appreciate y'all. Real talk. That's from the heart. You know what I mean? Uh, I will see y'all on Thursday. We'll have an episode, God willingly, uh, third eye Thursday. Uh, we look forward to starting it a little bit early as well, like we did tonight. You know what I'm saying? And um, yo, yo, you know what I mean? Kick that metaphysics. What you think? Um, I didn't. What you think, Jefferson? What we doing? We kicking that metaphysics, and I gotta talk to you too, Jefferson, because they bringing back the Fourth of July shit in New York. They bringing back the International Arts Festival, my nigga. You know I can't miss that. No, I can't miss that. You know I gotta be in my city, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know we was talking about the A and whatnot, but you know I gotta be in Gotham City to be there. You know what I mean? It's been a. It's been you know. I gotta be there. You know what I mean? Like the city back open. <sighs> Said metaphysics. Damn. You, you niggas, I'm gonna have to start reading books again. You niggas gonna put me back in the lab. All right, we're gonna talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it then. Call me a little later. Let's 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 politic because I'm ready to get on top of this. Pause. Right. So with that being said. We're going to end it with the with the legend that this shit should be in a museum somewhere. This is such a classic. You know what I mean? Shula the Dawn. You know what I mean? My nigga Shula is a legend right now in a video in a video world. You know, he started out. One of his first videos was this right here. You know what I'm saying? So just to have a legend doing, you know, you know, we, you know, we, we fuck with the legends, man. You know what it is. Let's not act surprised. Yeah, it's that prince. Eh. Legend. Oh, 
Wheel it up, man. You have to wheel it up. Big tune dots. Big tune dots. Bang, bang, bang. Big tune dots. Big tune dots. Summer begins. I need a hundred percent. I need a hundred percent. Hot like when summer begins. Brrr. 